everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room, where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 10, where we're discussing our Oscar predictions. I'm one of your hosts, Tim. I'm Sanjay. And I'm Troy. <laughs> welcome to episode 10, The Dark World. I, I didn't throw in, you know, a sub name last time, so I thought it's good to bring it back. Yeah, bring it back full circle, you know? I think episode 9 would have definitely been Dawn of Justice, and this time we're, we're bringing it back to more of the uh, solo features, you know? <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get let's get into it here. You know, we got lots to get through. Deadpool. You know, we had a huge discussion, oh, yeah. a nice yep. extended podcast last week. <laughs> Make sure you check us out, episode nine. <laughs> Shout out to Baron for yeah. joining us last week. That yes, was great. Exactly. Well, yeah, we'll definitely have him back on, maybe for Batman vs Superman or something like that. Some well, depending if he likes it or not. Yeah. If he hates it, then he's not coming back on. <laughs> you only have to say good things about Batman vs Superman. <laughs> no, this thing continues to just dominate the box office, especially for February oh, performance. Yeah. Yeah. What did it nail? Fifty-five million this weekend. Million, yeah. yeah, for a grand total of two hundred thirty-six mil. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's what is that? That's got to be up there with one of the highest grossing X Men movies. It is, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. Yes. Finally passed X Three, so we can stop talking about that movie <laughs> forever. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have the China market though, does it? I don't think it's released in China. No, it oh, got banned. banned. Yeah. Oh, it has been banned yeah, in China. Banned China. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. So yeah. that's going to knock it back a bit. That you know, that'll take it off its, its total gross. But you know, domestically, it's doing so great right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think there's nothing to worry about there. We already got the green light mm-hmm. on the sequel. Yeah. Were you guys surprised by how much it dropped? I mean, opening weekend, 155 million. This thing dropped a lot to only pull in 55 million second weekend. I mean, I mean, it's still a large amount of money. Mm-hmm. But if you look at a movie like Star Wars, that only dropped 33 percent the second weekend. And this movie was loved by critics, yeah. loved by audiences, Absolutely. a ton of fun. Do you think it was just a case of everyone wanting to go see it saw it the opening weekend? Exactly, that's exactly what I think. I think everyone wanted to go see it saw it opening weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think that says something about the rewatchability of it? You know, this is—is is this a movie you're going to go back to? Do you guys feel the, the need to go back and rewatch it? Because I don't. Like, I feel like yeah. you know, I've yeah. seen it. You know, I, it was good laughs the first time. Yeah. I'll definitely pick it up on mm-hmm. Blu-ray or whatever when it comes out. But I don't have any huge desire like I did with say uh, Age of Ultron or Star Wars right. to go back and rewatch this thing again in theaters. Right. No, I, I do. Um, I do feel like bringing some people with me. I'm still trying to persuade a couple of <laughs> uh, a couple of haters out there to the Deadpool movies. You know who you are. So <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're, you're right. Other than that, I think uh, the, the rewatchability is a kind of a one and done yeah, yeah. Like I, I feel like if I went back I'd be like oh, okay I know these jokes are coming exactly yeah. and you know it's, the action's great to go back and watch but I just don't have this huge pull to so maybe that's maybe that that, that market's feeling that a bit yeah and maybe some more mm-hmm. people have that same opinion and aren't kind of just jumping out to rewatch this thing this might have a bit of staying power you know we might mm-hmm. see this thing kind of hover around 25 million for the next couple weeks yeah. Yeah. and then it's just going to get crushed when Batman vs. Well, that's yeah. it doesn't really have anybody to compete against for the next couple of weeks no. Think, right? no it's got so. Kung Fu Panda 3 or whatever <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, and a couple other family know. movies yeah, and stuff like that. Actually, The Witch that came out, oh, I'm just yeah. going to pump that movie. If you're into horror, you got to check it out. Yeah. It's probably one of the best horror movies since It Follows. Like, It scared me. It's not one of those horror movies where it's a lot of gore, but it definitely is creepy and it, it stays with you. Like, I was legitimately scared sleeping at night after seeing that movie. Oh, man, you're, and you're a horror guy too. <laughs> yes, I am. Just thinking about it, I was like, oh, the ramifications of what happened. Yeah. Oh. I've heard nothing but good things. I can't wait to see that. Uh, creeps me out just thinking about that. <laughs> 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 What's uh, the premise of it, if you don't mind? Uh, yeah. It's called like a New England um, folklore. So the premise is this one family, they live out in the woods in like 16th century New England. Okay. All these things start happening and then they start questioning, you know, is there some supernatural occurrences happening to the family or whatnot? So, you know, it's really, it's the best witch movie, I would say, since Suspiria by uh, the great Italian director Dario Argento. 
So definitely worth it, worth a check out. It's just a great, excellent film. It won the Sundance Award, I think, for Best Director. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, so it's got cred. That was, a, that was a good explanation of the synopsis because I'm kind of intrigued, but I have no idea <laughs> what you're talking about or what it's about. Hansel and Gretel, but like super jacked up and super scary. It's pretty much like, uh, what is that movie with uh, Hawkeye? Uh, Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, Hansel and Gretel. Yeah. 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 Witch Hunter. Oh, man, I got a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking, though, of, of sticking with this box office, Star Wars The Force Awakens is more or less wrapping up its run in theaters. Mm-hmm. This thing's made $920 million, somewhere oh, in that range. It's not going to catch Titanic globally, though. It's it's fallen short of that by yeah. $150 million and way short of Avatar. Like, it's yeah. like $600 million short of Avatar oh. globally. You know, if Star Wars can't beat this thing, yeah. nothing, nothing is can. ever no. going to I, take I, out Avatar. Exactly. Like, unless we get to a point where episode nine or whatever for star wars is building and culminating in this massive massive movie yeah there's no way we're ever going to see avatar dethroned as no. the global box no. office chat like it got crushed yeah. domestically yeah. by star wars but i don't know what can beat it yeah i don't think avatar 2 can beat it right? no <laughs> yeah. that movie I, I think that movie is going to be a giant bomb i think so you i think, think so? it's they held out too long i yeah. think yeah. i think it should have came out at least a five years earlier but we're gonna be years. like eight years out or something by the time we actually get an avatar another avatar movie on screen yeah. like do you remember what it was about do you remember any of the character names pocahontas, pocahontas. yeah, yeah exactly. john smith yeah, and, uh, really yeah. same story yeah. <laughs> yeah i think this one takes place in the oceans oh really yeah okay. that's what i heard i don't know i just made i don't may have just made that up but... like i i've only seen it once yeah and i have yeah. the blu-ray and i it's <laughs> yeah. still in its package yeah. i have the same thing as this because you couldn't get it forever too because yeah. it came out with like an exclusive with the panasonic oh. 3d tv or whatever oh, okay and yeah. so it took like two years before you could actually oh, get wow. that thing yeah. on 3d i think you get the 2d version but mm-hmm. i held it for that and by the time it actually came out i was like Eh, I really don't want to watch this. Yeah, yeah. I want it done as well. Right? Yeah, and, uh, yeah. But, I think that's about it for for Avatar. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, well, unless they maybe do an Avatar Titanic crossover. <laughs> wow. Jack survived. Yeah. <laughs> what if he survived? He got frozen, and then he's Captain America. It's the worst. <laughs> Actually, Leonardo DiCaprio, I heard, was attached to play Spider Man. He was. Yeah. With Jab- J- James Cameron. Yeah, they're going to reunite. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine? I think that was before Titanic. Was uh, it? I or... think it was just before, just after. It was yeah. definitely before the Sam Remy. Yeah, definitely. Um, and he's meant to actually have like the real web shooters, not the organic. Oh, stuff, really? So, yeah. You know how they had that movie, Whatever Happened to the Death of Superman Lives? Yeah. yeah. They should do that with a Spider-Man film. I'd love to see concept art of oh, Leo. Yeah, yeah definitely. The did that stuff exist? Yeah. 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 Like, did, he, did he screen test for that kind of stuff? Did he actually jump into a costume? I don't oh, know if he actually if it got that far to the costume. I, I do think there was some kind of yeah, a concept phase sure. stuff. Yeah. yeah, but movie that's way out of concept and yeah. into production. Oh yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume yes. Two. Absolutely. Oh, I got it in my notes. Let me uh, shuffle these very <laughs> finely organized notes like a news broadcaster. <laughs> Call me Kent Brockman. Nineteen sixty-five. I'm Kent Brockman signing off. <laughs> no, James Gunn tweeted out the first photo for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, very rock star-ash, silhouetted. I wanna rock! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had the kind of the cool crate there with the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, tag across it, and you got kind of the silhouetted picture of Star-Lord, and you get mm-hmm. little baby Groot sitting up on top of yeah. uh, yeah. Drax's shoulder, so Groot's coming back. 
assuming eventually he'll yeah. be a big group. Just get to his teens. Yeah. yeah got and... some fertilizer and some water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, and James Gunn, he's fantastic for keeping in communication with his fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, he's constantly tweeting things. And, you know, sometimes maybe he's giving a little bit too much away. And sometimes he refuses to not actually acknowledge things that are happening. But, mm-hmm. you know, he confirmed that Glenn Close is coming back as Nova oh, Prime. Cool. I like that. Yeah. And so we're going to see the Nova Court backs. So I, I don't think we're going to see... A Richard Rider. No, he's confirmed we're not going to see that. Yeah, so unfortunately we're not going to see a super-powered Nova, which would be awesome. Yeah. Um, He also confirmed Kurt Russell. Wow. um, In an undisclosed role. Yeah. A lot of people are saying it's Peter Cole's father. When I look at him, and especially in the last bit, because in Hateful Eight he had that big mustache and that, and kind of the long hair, he looks like... Uh, Jason of Spartax, like he, oh. but he says explicitly that he's not in it. That's right. And yeah, you know, this movie is going to revolve a lot around that storyline. Yeah. You know, James Gunn said in a couple of interviews, this is a much more personal story, mm-hmm. but also expanding out the universe and the team too, because mm-hmm. uh, he also confirmed that we're getting Mantis. Okay. Okay. In addition to the team, so she's actually quite an interesting character. I think she kind of was like humanoid, and now she's more green. And I'm interested. They're probably going to go this green route. So we're going to have three green characters wow. in the Guardian series. He's got a little antenna and stuff like that. And we've got Groot too, so... Yeah, exactly. Oh, Four yeah. greens. Stay green, everyone. <laughs> yeah. She's been a character that's kicked around, actually. She debuted early on in, in, in Marvel. Uh, I think Steve Englehart uh, was the fir- the person that uh, created her. And she he ended up taking her to DC and then what? to Image, yeah. No way. And she had a slightly different character. I think her name was Willow in DC. Oh, okay. Uh, I might be wrong there. And then she eventually came back to Marvel. No way. Oh, okay. And she kind of got dipped into the Guardians run or the Guardians series in 2007, I think it was, in Annihilation Conquest Star-Lord. There's a four-issue miniseries there. Cool. And she came back there. And then she ended up at the end of that series after kind of Annihilation Conquest. She ended up back with the Guardians on Nowhere. And she kind of has these like telepathic abilities and stuff like that. So seems like a cool character. Neat. And a nice yeah. ad. So she's kind of in and out of that 2008 series. Um, So she's not present in uh, any of the Guardian stuff recently, except for there might have been a small appearance early on in the the Bendis run, maybe. Anyways, cool character, nice nice little addition ad there. And it's good to see this thing getting off the ground, you know, and you got Chris Pratt's back, Batista's back, and Zoe Zoe, um, Saldana. Right, uh, right. Star Trek, you know that? Yeah. She's in everything. She's in Star Trek. I think she's in Avatar. Yes. Yeah. 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 Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is she in that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah, think she yeah. was. Was she in Columbiana as well? I, I think don't think so. anybody saw that movie. But, uh, <laughs> I think she's in The <laughs> she's Losers the... as well. No way. She's yeah. all over the place. Yeah, so, cool. yeah. Any yeah. predictions who uh, Kurt Russell could play? Kurt... Or if it is a father, could it be... Kurt Russell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> could it be um, Adam Warlock? Do you think oh, they oh, cast someone that age you know? as Adam Warlock? I don't know. Cause... Well, yeah, yeah. Uh... Well, Adam Warlock is, you would know better than anyone. He's a, he used to be a big deal at least. Yeah, he, Guardians, yeah right? big yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. He's on the yeah. team for a while. He's right. big in that, in the uh, original Guardians, or not the original Guardians run, but the uh, 2008 series in that oh, whole Annihilation stuff. He comes in and out a little cool. bit. And yeah, he was big back in the day. And right. he's has big ties to Thanos. Right. And mm-hmm. the, the Mind Stone, I think he's got. Right, because that's uh, on his forehead. Yeah, right? on his forehead. Very similar yeah. to Vision. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so yeah, he's a big deal. I yeah. would not doubt if he shows up. Right. Uh, Kurt Russell. In, in that yeah, exactly. Movie. Right? Yeah. And apparently there's rumored that there's there's a scene or you can see in the collectors that's actually broken in the in the Howard the Duck scene at the end. Right. Apparently somewhere in there it's open. Oh. Uh, Cuz that was at the end of Thor the Dark World that you saw the cocoon right. which Adam Warlock goes every time he dies he, he gets rebirthed into that sort of cocoon right. thing and he ends up coming back out and kind of reformed really cool. in that. Really but cool. I just when I when I see Adam Warlock, you yeah. know, Kurt Russell isn't the person no, I think of. Right. Yeah. Um I see him as 
this maybe this emperor or something like that of, of some like a planet. Tucson, yeah, almost, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's what he when he cast him. I was like, okay, he's Jason, like exactly. And but and that really, if you look at the current run, he looks a lot like that character. Yeah, Kurt yeah. Russell. That's with the long hair and the big mustachey kind right. of beardy sort that's of thing. That's true. Because obviously, Star Lord's character, he's half human. Yeah, and he's half whatever something yeah. else. Right. Yeah. That's a different take from the original comic, isn't it? He's just yeah. In the original comic, he was well. I'm not sure going way back, but and Bendis kind of retold the Peter Quill kind of origins. Mm-hmm. I don't think he tweaked him that much, just updated it. Yeah. But it's really, it's this half human and half, he's Jason of Spartak, so he's the right. emperor of a, another planet. Right, but they um, look like humans as well. Yeah, they're basically yeah. a humanoid yeah. looking sort of thing. Right. And so, I don't know what they're going to do here. It's going to be interesting. And, you know, people have said Thanos, you know, people have oh. said, you know, there's a really cool fan theory that it was like T- Tony Stark's kid that oh. was oh. from some liaison <laughs> in the 80s or whatever. I can see it. But, yeah. but they said he's some sort of, you know, being they haven't seen in, in millennia or whatever. Right. You know, that might have just been a way of not writing themselves into a quarter. Right. Essentially saying something very definitive. They've kind of left it quite ambiguous. Oh, so they okay. could say, you know, it, we haven't really got that far. You right. know, maybe at that time they didn't know if they're going to have a sequel to this, if this is going to take off or whatever. So I have a question. So the scene at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy establishes Howard the Duck. Does that now mean that the first original Howard the Duck movie is canon? <laughs> is that Marvel canon? That is the first chapter of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's a good question. I don't know if I'd go that far <laughs> as to call it canon. <laughs> it's got to be. How else is he going to get there? Different duck, man. <laughs> There's no different duck. That's ridiculous. Two Howard the Ducks? Just didn't age so well. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. all, all those the drugs smoking and <laughs> yeah. alcohol. All that psychedelic stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Have you guys seen yeah. that movie? Yeah. Long time ago. two seconds. Of, I didn't even know it was a Marvel character back in the day. No, me yeah. either. I had no idea. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's his name? George Lucas directed it or produced it? No way. Yeah. 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 Oh, he, he did it all. Incredible. Like, that was right out of Lucasfilm. Wow. You think yeah. they would have saw that and been like, you know what? Episode one, maybe we'll give it to someone else there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, too, with George, he had control of everything. Like, yeah. He, like, there's nothing people could do, right? It was yeah. just like, you know, he was writing the checks. He yeah. was writing the stories. Yeah. He was calling the shots, right? That's what I say the problem with uh, episodes one, two, and three is yeah. that there's just a bunch of yes men surrounded by him because. Yeah. Right. You know, is is he had he had the, the iron fist, right? Yeah, he owned yes. that, he owned everything. Yeah. Like and yeah. he you know, Fox distributed it, but he owned all the character rights, yeah. all the story, all the final say on everything and exactly. you know, the visuals, all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So but anyways, Guardians is, you know, really Marvel's kind of last with the exception of maybe Thor of the Dark World, but it's our last kind of look at the, you know, extended Marvel cosmos before yes. Infinity War. That's right. And James Gunn's been quite explicit in saying that Thanos is not in Guardians of the Galaxy right. Volume 2, and the MacGuffin isn't another Infinity Stone or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see. Like, I can't see them kind of completely avoiding seeding Infinity War in this right. movie. No. Right. There's got to be, even if it's just, you know, there's, you know, background whispers that, you know, the reemergence of Thanos into the galaxy mm-hmm. or, or alluding to the fact that someone is chasing the Infinity Stones. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. you know, whether they do that off comments from the collector or whatever, there's got to be some sort of undertone that something is happening, right. uh, you know, yeah. among the stars and something that related to Thanos. You know, I'd be a bit disappointed if we don't, like, I think Thanos fits really well. Absolutely. Yeah. In, Absolutely. In, into this movie into this film franchise and maybe they're trying to pull back and tell a smaller story and yeah. with when you have Thanos you're thinking big, big. grand sort yeah. of thing right when does uh, Thor Underworld or sorry Thor Ragnarok come up before <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet or after before okay so we might maybe see yeah, yeah. so see it might be something there Thanos in there maybe yeah that makes sense. Maybe. yeah might I was thinking I think Thor Ragnarok though is uh, 
what's that devil's name? Surtur? Like, yeah. he's the Norse de- devil. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to focus around that and more, like, take place more in Asgard. Right. Than uh, space. It's space. Yeah. Right. But well, it, Asgard is in space, right? Like, I know they talk about it? the nine realms and all yeah. that yeah. kind of stuff, but it's not like another dimension. It's like a planet, yeah, basically. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so they, it's... Because they... it's, you see at the end of Throw the Dark World, um, the two warriors three or whatever lady sif and can't remember the other guy's name they show up in the collector's vault right yeah. and they say oh, you know uh... here's here's the ether yeah you know it can't we already have one infinity stone and that was the first kind of like yo hey these are actually infinity stones yeah. the acknowledgement yeah. of you know we have one infinity stone in asgard there's you know not wise to keep uh, more than one in one place yeah exactly. Makes sense. and so that kind of connects all that up as far as saying you know that's just another planet in kind of the cosmos and yeah. stuff. Yeah, but humans look at it as, like, gods. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I thought, I thought that was really cool how they, how they did all that. It was like, you know, they're gods, but they're only gods because they live for a couple thousand years and yeah. they have kind of all these powers and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. But they're actually, you know, in, in their kind of own realm, they're just kind of normal people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's pretty neat. Yeah. So, so I got to ask a question. So not that I think it will, but let's just say, for argument's sake, this film doesn't live up to expectations and it flops. A sign of a good franchise is that you could come back from terrible movies. Look at Batman. Look at James Bond. You know, even Star Wars, the first three, episodes one, two, three, weren't as well received. And then they come back with The Force Awakens and blow everyone away. If Guardians, you know, is it at that stage where, say, number two isn't very well received, will we get a trilogy? Will we get the third? Or is that it? Like, you know, is it possible for this franchise to continue if number two isn't very good? Or does this have to be just as good or even better to get a third one? I think that they'll probably get a third one. Yeah, I find it very difficult to try to grasp the concept that this won't be as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I know sometimes we see a step down in quality with your second entry, but I think because James Gunn's got so much invested in this, yeah, he does. and he's so close to the characters, and maybe that's a bad thing. Yeah, um, he's maybe not able to see through certain things, right. but I think there's a lot of people in that kind of sphere of influence that are, you know, especially with guys like Chris Pratt and stuff like that being a part of this. I feel mm-hmm. like he's the type of guy to be like, okay, something's going like, real bad. Here. Yeah, you he's know, never he, made a bad movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> in the last few years, <laughs> but he said he read the script and it was awesome. And you know, these guys are probably obligated to say stuff like yeah. that. I want someone to just come out and be like, no, the script is shit. Yeah. <laughs> you, you see that after the words, yeah. I think. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. Four, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think, it, you know, realistically, this franchise could suffer from a movie that maybe isn't as good yeah. and continue on. You know, we, there's still, there's a lot of movies and a lot of franchise building and a lot of universe building that happen in between Guardians Volume 2 exactly. and the end of Infinity That's War, right? Because mm-hmm. we're not getting a Guardians 3 until after Infinity War, so yeah. there's a lot to happen in mm-hmm. there. And going forward, like this, this has to be one of the franchises that continues because we're losing probably Cap franchise for a while, mm-hmm. yeah. Thor franchise. We've already lost the Iron Man franchise. Yeah. It seems yeah. he seems to be playing more of a supporting character, yeah. if you can call Robert Johnny Jr. that ever. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, or a man that comes on the screen and steals the show, but his name yeah. isn't in the title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is a good point, too, because funny enough, if, if for whatever reason Guardians was to kind of fail and flop, Speaking of Tony Stark, you could always just throw him in the next one. Yeah, exactly. Very true. Just pop him yeah. right up there. Yeah, because right? he had that run in Bennis's run on Guardians there. Yeah. They had Iron Man in that. Yeah, the new the new costume and everything. Yeah, exactly. Way to sell toys. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just have him just blast off into space. Right? Yeah. yeah. So. I read this article. I was talking about Batman versus Superman. And it was saying that a lot of times the first movie, the director and the studio are equally involved. You know, they each put in their input. I think this was off Forbes. I'd have to find the article. 
so you guys can read it. But they, he said, you know, if you look at the sequels, if the first one's a success, the studio kind of steps back and pushes the director. Yeah. If you look at Batman and then Batman Returns, that's all Tim Burton. Like, that is not a Batman movie at all. He had a couple other examples. Um, I'm drawing a blank here, but if you just think of sequels, you know, that sometimes they go a little bit different. Like, if you think of... Amazing Spider-Man 2, maybe? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It was more like the director. And, you know, you see, like, the step-down quality. Mm-hmm. You know, James Gunn, before doing Guardians, I mean, I don't know what else he did. He did uh, Slither. Slither, yeah, and he did oh, a bunch a of trauma movie. films and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. one, yeah. Slither's the one. That's it's super. Out he did as well. Oh, okay. It was a satirical take on oh. all of it. But he's kind of an indie. He's more of a low. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Guardians was by far his first his biggest, big one, right? Yeah, and they hired him to make it kind of James Gunn esque, right. kind of quirky yeah. and different, yeah. and kind of put his own twist on it. And I think because they're offset a bit from the actual mcu proper uh-huh. like your big characters they gave him a lot more reins to do what he wanted with it right yeah right. i think that's where the success kind of came right. from for this yeah. and i think they're giving that him that same autonomy mm-hmm. um as he had with guardians of galaxy volume one if you want to call it that mm-hmm. right. and allowing him to do what he wants because he's kind of you know what he does maybe has a little influence on the the whole cinematic universe mm-hmm. but it's not as impactful as if they kind of let him go crazy with yeah. captain america or something yeah. like that yeah right? yeah so, that's true it was, it's kind of a trend, right? They uh, they've taken other like indie kind of directors and like, yeah. given these big superhero franchises. Russo brothers, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Giving them three yeah. of the biggest movies that yeah. they're ever going to produce. Yeah, <laughs> right. I think Mark Webb too um, when yeah. he did Amazing Spider Man uh, and uh, Chronicle. How do I forget his name? Josh Trank. Josh, Josh Trank when he yeah. gave yeah. the keys to Fantastic Four. Sometimes it doesn't lost. And then lost the keys to Star Wars Episode yeah. Nine. Yeah. Oh, he was supposed <laughs> to do Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah. Oh man, they stripped that from him. Oh, yeah. it to Colin Trevorrow, the guy that did uh, Jurassic World. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. he's doing episode that's, nine. That's a good get. Yeah. I mean, they could literally get anyone. If you asked any director in Hollywood, they'd be they drop it in an instant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, Who would you like to see? I mean, if you if Star Wars came and said, Tim, we love the nerd room. You know, Troy, we love the nerd yeah. room. You guys could pick the next director for Star Wars Episode Nine. Is it, who would do you pick? Would it be bad to nominate myself? <laughs> <laughs> could, we, could we do an anthology film? Was it yeah. just... Uh, if it's an anthology film, I would really like to see maybe like a Matthew Vaughn do like an Obi Wan oh, wow. kind of oh, story. Oh yeah, yeah, based on Tatooine. I think that'd be kind of neat. Nice. Yeah, that would be yeah. cool. That would yeah. be cool. That's a I good like choice. To see someone like just completely different and just like yeah. run with it. Exactly. I-, I can't think of anyone right now. Uh, maybe the guy that did Star Trek. Oh wait, they already did that. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So Daredevil season two. Last week we ran out of time actually to talk about the daredevil season mm-hmm. two trailer mm-hmm. but it dropped and it dropped hard yes. oh yeah you know this thing looks like it's going darker and to a really violent yeah. place yeah. you know yeah. the, the first one was super violent oh yeah i would think you know what do you guys think of the the first season oh it's great yeah great i i loved it honestly every episode to me was just incredible the last episode was kind of a little step back for me personally um I can only speak for myself. I felt the costume was kind of a little yeah. funny. The way it's handled, the fight seems seemed a little inconsistent with everything else we've seen. Either than that, though, I mean, it's 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 like a ten out of ten. This yeah, season, yeah. Right? that it's series, fantastic. Yeah. The, the action's great. The fighting's yeah. great. Um, the guy I can't remember his name that portrays uh, Jedeva. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh. he's great. Yeah. I, yeah, Fisk is fantastic. Yeah. Best best villain, right? He's yeah, very well developed. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you see a lot of his backstory. You know, I found him. He's kind of at parts. He's I found him a little ill motivated. Mm-hmm. But you know, other than that, I like Daredevil's costume. The face kind of looked weird. That's though. just it. It's just the face. Yeah, like, the, the nose. Yeah, the nose there, area. Kind of funny. Stuff yeah. like that. And kind of, I felt the same way about Jessica Jones. I felt maybe they could have condensed it yeah. 
yeah. by one or two episodes. Absolutely. There's kind of a bit, and Je- like I was saying, Jessica Jones had this as well, where there's a bit of a lull kind of towards the, the back end of the middle part of the season. Mm-hmm. And I felt maybe you could have compressed some of those episodes. And I can't remember if it was 10 episodes or whatever it was. Yeah. It could have went down to maybe eight. It really and could've. It could have been streamlined. But other than that, you know, still it was great. You, a lot of that is more of the character building stuff, which, yeah. you know, kind of attaches you to the characters a bit more. Mm-hmm. And uh, It's very character driven. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And this next one, you know, John Berthel as, as Punisher. Wow. And this yeah. is the first time that we're actually seeing him in do, with a little action. Yeah. He's getting a little dialogue. Yeah. You know, that when he sits there mm-hmm. and he's like, just bang. You know? Yeah. He's yeah. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. You're one day, you're one bad day away from being me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Oh, blown away. Yeah. And right. just portraying, like, the Frank Castle, the Punisher. Yeah. That, you know, mm-hmm. and they're giving the reins just be as violent as possible. Like, yeah. I don't know what this thing, I don't know if they have ratings on Netflix or anything like that. They must. I think they do. I think yeah. They do have ratings. This, yeah. this must sit there at close to an R. Like, yeah. I think the amount of violence that we're going to get. Mm-hmm. And, like, just even the blood in that that was in an episode or episode in the, the trailer there. Yeah, the uh, trailer and then the, even the first season. Oh, and, okay, yeah, yeah, just the violent fights. I think we're going to see that kind of stemming right through this as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks like he's a military guy. Yep. And he's just kind of out in Hell's Kitchen. You know, yeah. Hell's Kitchen is an awful place. <laughs> Who would live there in the yeah. Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> yeah. It's like Hell's Kitchen or Gotham. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of similarities between the two characters, actually. Yeah. 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 Especially yeah. with um, way back, I think Frank Miller did That's right. uh, Batman Run, which was the Dark Knight turns and yep. then he after did uh daredevil mm-hmm. which seems like a drawing right from that kind of run yeah you know i was telling tim this i was reading this book um if you guys remember the pbs superhero they did a three-part documentary and i talked all about the history of superheroes and how they came to be from their rise in comic books from the pages of newspapers until today very awesome documentary i highly recommend you check it out but they released a companion book and i've just been reading that and one thing I found interesting is just how much superheroes are plagiarized from past superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's this one superhero, I think his name was the Black Bat, and he was a blind district attorney who fought crime. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's incredible yeah we're getting foggy claire temple the yeah. whole supporting cast mm. is back i don't know if we're gonna see kingpin or not well we won't spoil the end of the, right. the yeah, i've only seen three episodes yeah. so. oh, do you yeah. think we will see anyone crossover like um um like a luke cage yeah, or luke jessica cage, jones Iron Fist, yeah jessica jones yeah i'd like to see luke cage because mm. they're shooting the we're just finishing up shooting luke cage i don't know if we're gonna see because claire temple she was the one she was in jessica jones yeah, the, and she's their set photos of her in luke cage and so she seems to be kind of the person that's the consistency amongst this Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Rosie Dawson. Rosie yeah. Dawson. Nurse Nightwatch? Or yeah, Night, Night Nurse. Nurse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she seems to be like the continuity in between it. Right. Showing that, yeah, these are all in the same, same universe. universe. And she's great, by yeah. the way, right? Yeah. She's, she's, she's fantastic in that. I would really, really like to see Nuke come over into the Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Because he's first introduced in Daredevil, yeah. I believe. At, yeah, uh, and he'd be good against uh, Punisher, even. Exactly. Oh, yeah, kind yeah. of... kind of Ex-military guys going at it. Yeah, and kind yeah. of both of it, you know, spun and well, stuff like spun, that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Make <laughs> it happen. Do you think we're going to get a spin-off Punisher series? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, especially just from what I'm seeing, like we've only seen a couple scenes of, mm-hmm. of John Berthold's Punisher, but yeah. I think if this if he pulls it off and is really well received, there's no reason why they can't spin out and mm-hmm. like they don't have to go back because I think they're going to do a bit of his origins by the look of the the trailer. You're going to see some of why he is, you know, essentially I wouldn't even say antihero. He's just like a vigilant that's yeah. out there, you know, shooting people. Yeah. And, yeah. and he says this in the trailer, like. 
when Daredevil hits them, you know, they go down. Yeah. When Daredevil or Punisher, Punisher hits them, they stay down. Sort yeah. of. Yeah. Love that. And, so many great lines. Yeah. 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 And so it's, it's yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be absolutely fantastic to yeah. see this. And this drops in a couple of weeks. And so it's going to be yeah. the whole weekend oh. inside. <laughs> yeah. What, what's your favorite portrayal of Punisher so far that we've gotten? Dolph Lundgren, hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> was that which one was the War Zone? Which one? Oh, uh... that was. I think that was the second one. That's the newest one. And if I remember correctly, that was the director who was originally attached to Wonder Woman, and then she oh, wow. she pulled out, or it could have been the opposite. Either no. The one who was originally attached to Thor: The Dark World is now the director of Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. But the one who did uh, Punisher: Warzone was originally attached, and then she pulled out. Which that, one had John Travolta as the as the? Villain? Oh, I think that's the first one. Like yeah. not the Dolph Lundgren, the, but the, the one other. right after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I always get the mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Easy mistake. One of them yeah. had who's it? Kevin Nash from NWO. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> or Magic Mike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More wrestlers in movies, like wrestling and superheroes. You know, a little bit of foreshadowing here, but, you know, they go together quite nicely. They go hand in hand. Yeah. Stephen Amell from Arrow did, like, I think... Uh, WrestleMania or WrestleMania something. WrestleMania last yeah. year, which is cool. Batista as Drax. Yeah. 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 He's great. Who yeah. would you cast... Uh, let's see. Who would you cast The Undertaker as? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a cool... Um, actually, I guess it's too big. I'd, I'd say Kane from the 90s era of the, the clone Spider-Man series. He's this big, brooding kind of weirdo but uh, <laughs> I, was, I thought you yeah. meant like Kane from the WWE like oh, his oh yeah we discussed him yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so this past Sunday we had a Disneyland 60th anniversary special nice and within that we had a, a, a reveal Harrison Ford out on stage revealing Star Wars Land the new cool. 14 acre massive expansion wow. in Disneyland California and Hollywood Studios in Orlando Florida nice um, so the, the whole show itself was pretty great actually you know it was a lot of you know old footage from Disneyland and I'm a huge Disneyphile like I absolutely love nice. it down there you know I love going in there it's very similar to me the experience as going to the movies except for it's a you know an extended experience where yeah. you go in you forget about the outside world yes. you yes. become a kid yeah. and you just go have fun it's you know incredible. it's it's okay to be a kid in there absolutely. And, absolutely. you know I live my life like a child <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. seems but this is showing a lot of old footage of Walt Disney we got a little new trailer so we got another Jungle Book trailer we got a first okay. look at Pete's Dragon, Dragon which looked like Jungle Book yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. so and then another look at uh, the Alice in Wonderland sequel oh okay I think through Looking Glass or something like that is, is Depp back in that one too yeah. yeah, he's dressed okay. up as a weirdo, acting all weird and yeah. kind of all you know spaced out. When isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't think of a single movie when he's not dressed up acting yeah. weird. Like even in Black Mass recently, which was like a serious movie, he yeah. was still caked in makeup. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what if he's not even real? He's just like a robot. <laughs> yeah, just need to keep putting rubber over. His face. Yeah. <laughs> But the actual Star Wars reveal itself, you know, it wasn't exactly what I was expecting it was going to be. I thought they're going to kind of show the map and they're going to show kind of scale models and stuff like that. But it's a lot just more of the concepts, mm-hmm. uh, the concept drawings, but some of the cool stuff they revealed. So they, we had already knew there was going to be kind of a Millennium Falcon ride. Nice. And, um, uh, cantina as well. Yeah, well, there's, they're actually going to have, there's a cantina you can go to. Oh, there's nice. street markets. There's a big dining experience. Oh, okay. They the have the whole land. Yeah, the whole <laughs> land itself is, nice. and it's very original trilogy themed, it seems, okay. or it's pulling a lot from that. Because, 
you're getting ships and it looks like you're gonna get an area that's controlled by the empire an area that's controlled by the rebellion and stuff like that i guess there's gonna be characters walking around so it feels like you're on a planet there's gonna be stormtroopers walking around (laughs) oh my god i'm never gonna leave no exactly like why yeah it's (laughs) It's gonna be so confusing because everyone always dresses up so you're just gonna think everyone works there (laughs) just always taking pictures with psychics yeah why do you think i work here (laughs) but the the rides the millennium falcon ride looks like it's going to be kind of more of a star tours ride where you're kind of sitting you're kind of getting jostled around cool. mm-hmm. and you're it's a 3d simulation with the screen in front of you nice. and then there's some other they showed simulations of these things kind of just like you know computer generated people kind of swaying back and forth right <laughs> but there's another one that's a battle between the the first order and the resistance and you're kind of stuck in the middle of it oh so it looks pretty cool i was hoping for something more of like a roller coaster-esque sort <laughs> yeah. of thing or like have you ever been on pirates of the caribbean where it's yeah you, you sit in the boat and you kind of go through the different lands and yeah. stuff like, yeah. like how cool would that be but star wars like you yeah. go through endor and then you're oh, on hoth yeah. and it's oh, cold man. and stuff like that and you have all the animatronics so cool. like that would be really cool yeah but you might get a lot more of that experience where you're out in the land itself but yeah it looks just fantastic and they had harrison ford out there yeah, presenting cool. it BB-8 they, too, right? yeah bb8 yeah. rolled nice. out yeah. and then they did right after they did um a star wars live in concert where they kind of play a lot of the the themes and the music no from the john williams there too John Williams, I don't think John Williams was conducting. It was oh, all his music, though, right? That's awesome. And they had a big orchestra there, and then they had a bunch of the scenes playing up behind from you know the original trilogy, the prequels, Force Awakens, and they kind of went through the different songs and that. You get you know Vader's Death March and stuff like that. Oh, wow. It's, nice. It was awesome. I seen it in when I was living in London. Yeah. I saw the London Symphony Orchestra, and oh, it was hosted boy. by Anthony Daniels. And it was a couple hours long, and they kind of just did, went through all the music. No way. And they had big scenes playing up, and then Anthony Daniels would come out in between and talk oh, about wow. his Star Wars experience and talk about how much he loved the fans That's and stuff so like that. Cool. He's, he's a big fanboy, isn't he? He's yeah. C3, right? Is, is yeah. Yeah, yeah, C3PO. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm glad you asked, because like, I have no idea who the guy is. <laughs> and it's he's funny. a composer, yeah. actually. <laughs> it's funny, because when he, he kind of talks a bit like him, but yeah. then when he, he'll slip into the C3PO voice once in a while, and it's kind yeah. of like, whoa, it's whoa. pretty surreal. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool but, do you have a red arm yeah <laughs> just dunked it in paint as before you came down what do you think are some of the failed rides that you know they propose but then there's like oh that's just the stupidest idea like can you think of any that you'd be like oh man like the tauntaun ride yeah where yeah. <laughs> you gotta get in it to get warm <laughs> something like that yeah, yeah something weird i don't know like here here's um you know let's go fight this massive darth vader guy <laughs> <laughs> the ewok this way the yeah. crossover between the Ewoks and Aerosmith? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> They're probably like, you know, if they have a Chinese restaurant, it'd be like, Ewok? Yeah. yeah like... <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's fantastic. You walk through your yeah. You know, I'm, I'm looking at you and I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? And then I was like, oh. <laughs> is it like a trash compactor ride or something? That'd, yeah. be, that'd be a little dangerous. Yeah. 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 Just, Just sitting there here. panicking, panicking, panicking. <laughs> uh, the walls are literally closing in on you. <laughs> this is the worst ride ever. <laughs> well, you have to sign the form before you go yeah. in. Yeah. If this closes and crushes your skull, you will not yeah. sue Disney. <laughs> Do you think anyone's going to dress up like... Uh... Oh, wait, I forgot the main guy's name. Luke? Luke, yeah. yeah. Like Luke's uh, uncle and aunt. I should probably edit that part out of yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's his uncle and aunt's Aunt name? Peru. And uncle? Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen, that's great. Right. Do you think they're going to have Uncle Owen's barbecue? <laughs> Yo, that is like a super violent part of that film. That is. Like that, that since we've seen, yeah, since, and like I killed the younglings. And yeah, we didn't see that actually. So no, that was a burnt. Like that's a yeah. ch- like I didn't see this movie as like I was 
probably 10 or something the first time I saw it. Yeah. And like, I can imagine ass like a young child. You're like, whoa, yeah. you know, that's <laughs> yeah. a bit extreme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, sorry to all your uncle Owen fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, so we got a whole bunch more news about civil war. Yes. The war that happened between the South and the yeah. North in the American revolution. <laughs> Which one is uh Jefferson? No, is Jefferson in the civil war or no, it's Lincoln. Lincoln. Man, I have no knowledge of American history. <laughs> well, we got some cool covers uh, from empire magazine. We got kind of the regular cover and also a subscription cover. Um, one of them plays pays homage to issue seven of the civil war comic series run where you have Iron Man kind of with the, the repulsor rays mm-hmm. right, going right at Captain America's yeah, shield. Blocking it. Yeah. Nice. It looks awesome. And then yeah. the, the really incredible one, which needs to be a poster yeah. is the cat or cap shield kind of cut in half and mm-hmm. broken. And then the Iron Man mask kind of cut oh. half and broken. It looks incredible. So cool. And then within that, we also got an article on it, which, you know, revealed a little bit. So I'm going to say spoiler. These aren't really big spoilers. Or anything this like is that. breaking news from the nerd room. <laughs> Exclusive. Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> no, but inside we got a few details of uh, Martin Freeman's character. And he's the guy that was in The Hobbit and stuff like that. And so he was someone that was kind of wandering around in the background of some photos and stuff like that before. And we knew he was cast. Well, time about Morgan Freeman? No. Martin oh, Freeman. Martin oh Freeman. okay. Yeah. I was like, whoa, Morgan Freeman's in this? That's amazing. <laughs> he's, in, he's in Sherlock. Yeah. The TV series. Yeah, he with plays Bennett like Bilbo. Yeah, yeah, he's oh, Bilbo. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's Bilbo, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I actually know that. I actually really do love Lord of the Rings, though. <laughs> okay, um, sorry. Sorry to sidetrack this uh, this train, but we'll pick it back up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> there it is. It's back. <laughs> uh, no, he was cast as a character called Everett Ross. Um, oh. He's kind of like a liaison for the U.S. government, in the comics at least, for the U.S. government between America and Wakanda. Oh, okay. And then so through that, he becomes kind of a Wakandan expert and then he becomes kind of the foremost American mind on Wakanda and stuff like cool. that. And nice. so he has a lot of connection to Black Panther cool. mm-hmm. so in the comics. Okay. Yeah, so it looks like, and the description has said he's kind of part of this kind of joint terrorism task force or something like that. Oh. So I don't know if they're they're probably using some of the elements of the comic book here, but maybe not all of them. Right, like they normally do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's interesting because when I look at him and kind of the caliber of actor they got in that role, I see him more as like a Coulson-like character. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. maybe he's going to start showing up in a lot more movies. Like he's going to maybe show up in the Black Panther movie and mm-hmm. he's acting as maybe he'll act as a liaison between the US government and maybe some sort of new Avengers team right. mm-hmm. or something like that. Because the image has him beside Agent 13, Emily oh. Van Camp's uh, Sharon Carter character. Cool. So it looks like there's something going on there. And you also get the first look at Chadwick Boseman as uh, Black yes. Panther, unmasked Black Panther. And he's kind nice. of standing there with Cap nice. and that. He looks fantastic, you know. Yeah. He's, you know, when you look at him, you're like, wow, they that, cast that yeah. really yeah. well. I love that from the day I yeah. heard that he was cast. I was like, that's a really great choice. Yeah, yeah well, there's also an interview with Anthony Mackie. That's right. Yeah. 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 And he let it slip yeah. that Mark Ruffalo is in Civil War, right. or at least when he was rattling off names. Right. He made reference to Ruffalo amongst the other cast. Exactly. Maybe he's just talking about that Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but you know, this isn't the first time that slipped too, because Downey yeah. a while back also mentioned Ruffalo. This is whenever we heard talks, okay, Hulk's gonna be in Civil War and then yeah. just died out. 
Mm-hmm. And now Anthony Mac- Mackie's brought it back up to our attention. And this, mm. I think he's on some kind of podcast of some sort. And he yeah. It up, right? yeah. wasn't ours. <laughs> wasn't ours <laughs> he's yeah. he's yeah. denying our request. <laughs> Mackie, if you're out there, I'm calling you out. <laughs> no, but it's interesting because when I, when I read the interview, I was like, oh, maybe he's just rattling off people's names, you know, because he's, you know, giving praise to the movie and stuff like that. Yep. And how the caliber of actors and stuff like that. You know, and Ruffalo being a great actor, maybe it just kind of, you know, he was in Age of Ultron, yeah. Anthony Mackie was kind of there, exactly. they're kind of a core group, you know, maybe it just kind of slipped out. Because, you know, in the, in the comics, in Civil War, the comic run, they had kind of the Thor clone, right? right. That was like this secret kind of superpowered being yeah. that, that right. Tony used. Yeah. As, and so maybe Hulk is being used in the same capacity. Okay. Yeah. yeah. As maybe as kind of he's like I don't know if maybe Vision switched sides or Cap has something up his sleeve right. and Tony's like well I got Banner here yeah. so you know yeah. let's let's do this and you know maybe that airport scene isn't the final battle maybe there's another one after right. yeah and, you know I'm really thinking about this it's like well now the Super Bowl commercial makes a lot more sense right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah totally yeah it's it'll be a little funny though because if I mean. The general public, whoever has Hulk, it wins, right? If you, you have think. Hulk, unless you put Thor, yeah. unless you put Thor in there, or so. or Red Hulk. Red yeah, Hulk. I was gonna say Red that's Hulk. A, that's a good point too. Yeah. That's, that's, general Ross. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's a really good idea. Um, if not, maybe maybe it's just Banner. Maybe we just see Banner. I was also thinking, you know, maybe the start sequence has something to do with the Hulk rampaging and then they fire him off into space isn't that from the animated movie uh avengers i think it was like the second planet hulk Hulk, yeah yeah Yeah, they send him off in space well that's a whole like illuminati thing in the comics right that's how planet hulk starts okay so yeah a bunch of them yeah and so maybe we're getting some of that so it's gonna be interesting to see how hulk plays out because i was never really fully we talked about this before i was never really fully fully satisfied with how ambiguous they left hulk yeah. in Age of Ultron it seems yeah. like kind of ah, we don't really know what we're going to do with them so we're just going to do this yeah. in that case we can just say oh we found him and exactly. if not we can say well he pointed himself up and went to space you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly leave the door open you know it's interesting you bring up the Mackie interview because he went on to say this is not called misquote or paraphrase that's the word <laughs> Mackie if he was on here he could have said it himself but he said he thinks Civil War will be the first comic book movie to be nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. That's a bold statement. Could a geek movie, you know, Lord of the Rings did it, but a purely superhero movie, are we going to live to see the day where a Marvel or DC movie gets nominated and, God forbid, wins Best Picture? God forbid. Yeah. Well, God I willing. mean, no, I know, but I mean, like, it seems like the Oscar voters, you know, we'll get into this later, but it seems like they don't want to see that. I mean, go back to 2008. The Dark Knight does not get nominated for Best Picture. That's why they tweak that, though. Yeah, right? yeah, but I mean, come on, that's the biggest snub. Yeah, that, definitely, that, that, that's pretty big. Um, even Star Wars this year got nominated for a bunch of awards, but not Best Picture. Technical awards. This is where you yeah. constantly see these films falling yeah. into, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Makeup, costume. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Sound editing. Sound editing. You know, stuff like yeah, that. Throwaways, yeah. kind of. I, I don't know. Like, I would love to see, and we'll get into this a little bit about like some of my. No, Tim, we're getting into it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the things that I don't like about the Academy Awards is the yeah. fact that we're not seeing some of these movies, and you know, some of this is my bias showing through, my likes, and and that. You don't see a lot of these movies being nominated. Mm-hmm. You know, did the Winter Soldier deserve to get a nod? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty tough. There's some solid movies. I, yeah. I, I, I think we'll definitely see eventually a comic book movie yeah. being nominated. Absolutely. But does definitely. it have to be a comic book movie that doesn't feel like a comic right. movie outside of kind of the superheroes? Maybe more like a Kingsman or something like that. Right. It's yeah. a bit more grounded. It is adapted from a comic book, right. but you're not seeing like <clears throat> Vision. You're not seeing Hulk. Oh, you're not yeah. seeing like yeah. the Joker 
Joker or Superman right. or something like yeah. that that's kind of out of this world. Right. It has to be super grounded, like yeah. like a Christopher Nolan. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That yeah. would probably be as close as you're ever going to get yeah. to something that could yeah. be nominated. Right. Is that yeah. you're not too far out of the realm of possibility of this actually happening, right? right? Mm-hmm. You have kind of these, this especially Dark Knight. Yeah. You kind yeah. of have this crazy guys just going around terrorizing, stuff like that. You know, you, you take the makeup off that and that's just, and take the guy to the suit. Yeah. That's, you know, an, an action yeah, flick, yeah, exactly. right? Excellent yeah. mystery, excellent crime. Yeah, yeah thriller. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of skeptical because, was it Birdman won Best Picture? Yeah. And that whole movie just bashes the comic book movie industry, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, you know, it kind of seems like, you know, like as a horror fan too, I feel snubbed because because, you know, it never gets nominated, and I feel like a lot of them should. A movie has never won where the whole premise was just bashing horror movies. Yeah. Like, that was the whole premise was just like, <laughs> superhero movies are dumb. Oh, look, I'm Birdman. Oh, I'm Artsy. No. <laughs> so, oh. We, we spoke about this a little bit when we talked about the actual what was nominated. And do the Academy Awards need other categories? Like, you know, splitting up drama and action or, say something along the lines of horror or something like recognizing these films that aren't just your kind of, you know, high class or what would be considered high class films, Yeah. you know, and, you know, we're seeing though this, this year, Mad Max gets a nomination. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so that's, that's, that's not that's your traditional exactly. yeah. sort of Academy, yeah. you know, nominations. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. yeah, like you said, we're, we're heading down we're, that. We're heading there. Yeah. We're heading yeah. There. yeah. 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 But sorry to hijack this thread. No, no, no. <laughs> Let's uh pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, um, oh, just to rewind back, Star Wars Force Awakens oh, yeah. comic. Totally That's forgot. right. Yeah. Yes. So we're getting what a four issue adaptation. Yes, or five. Sorry, five, five part miniseries. Yeah. Excellent. And so it's adapting the 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 film itself, mm-hmm. and it comes out in the summertime. Summertime, it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. These are great to pick up because sometimes within the comics, and this is the same thing with the adaptation, the story, the actual either young reader's adaptation or the novelization of a movie, you get extra scenes in there. Right. Stuff that was deleted, stuff that was taken you know, out, out of the script because maybe it was too dense or it didn't move the, the story along quick enough or there's a pacing issue there. You actually get that stuff reinserted back in. So I'm hoping maybe we get some you know little scenes, maybe some more stuff with, with uh, Maze Katana mm-hmm. and maybe some little more backstory on what happened happened with Ray and Jakku when she was dropped off right. stuff like that oh. I'm not saying that that's what we're going to get it might just be a panel for panel retelling of the best parts of the force awakens yeah. Yeah. being that it's five issues you know that that's a lot of space to that tell is. the story yeah. right and it is a dense movie but yeah. I'm hoping maybe we get some extra scenes in there exactly especially even if you can see the Poe's first encounter with the Max von Sydow character yeah. on on Jakku right yeah. That'd, that'd, yeah. Be, that'd be great yeah they need some expansion on that for yeah. sure yeah, yeah. so it'd be interesting to see so they yeah they're going to be they're going to be a lot of fun and you know getting Ray Poe and Finn in comic form you know yeah. I'm all for that oh yeah <laughs> especially yeah. Uh, the cool thing is too the guy that does the covers the special covers is the same guy that did uh, the Civil War or Secret War art yeah so okay guy, yeah so that'll be really cool yeah oh uh, Alex Ross uh no no not Alex Ross is that <clears throat> I butchered that name. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the writer, Chuck Wittig, Wittig, I guess he did Aftermath. I think you read yeah. Did you read yeah. Aftermath? Aftermath, yeah. yeah. So Aftermath. this guy, yeah, this guy has been adapting and, and writing Star Wars fiction or whatever you want to call it yeah. for some time now. And he's, I think he's doing all of the Aftermath books. Yeah, if yeah, not, the three series. Yeah, three, the three. Novels. So he's got, you know. The Aftermath, uh, is that like the Dr. Dre album? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
close. <laughs> <laughs> Less weed. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you never know. We were talking about those 60s drug references. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I'm really excited for these things. Dude. I think it's going to be maybe something you can pick up. Uh, you know, I was thinking of a cool idea that they should do. For Star Wars, because, you know, the, the franchise is kind of failing. It's not making a lot of money. So I think I can revitalize it. Okay, so I thought it would always be cool if they release comic books of movies that actually never did end up getting made. You know, if they release... Like one-shot sort of thing? Yeah, you know, yeah. like Joel Schumacher was supposed to do another Batman film featuring Scarecrow, Harley oh, yeah, Quinn, yeah. and the Joker. Yeah, Triumph, I think it was. Yeah, Batman they should, yeah. DC should release a comic book about that. I'd love to read and see what that would be. <laughs> you know, um, we talked about Leonardo DiCaprio Spider-Man. Yeah. Release a comic book of that. Release a comic book of what George Lucas would have made Episode 7. Because, you know, he came out and he said, I didn't, you know... Did he not like it? He didn't like it? He had a different vision of it? Only one on the planet that didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing with that, though, is... Selfish remorse. That would kind of tie in with the series you used to read, the novels, the legends, right? Yeah. Because I guess they covered... Technically, they had their own Episode 7. Yeah, they had, like, that's the Timothy Zahn... Timothy Zahn, yeah. yeah, ...series. And, yeah, so they, they have stuff like that. And they they put that into comic form and stuff like that. Also, cool. so the novelization is a comic form that Dark Horse did not too long after. Yes, yeah. And yeah. so it'd be interesting to do one shots on sure. stuff like yeah. that. You know, just a different take on things, yeah. just to give oh, people yeah. an idea. And you know, even going back to an Edgar Wright Ant Man or something like that. Yeah, yes. no, yes. brilliant. Yeah, you know, what his take on that would have been? What do you yeah. tweak? They're never going to do stuff like that no. because that really starts to you know impede on the the direction that it was actually taken. If people yeah. love the Edgar Wright, yeah. be like, exactly. well, you know, maybe we made a mistake yeah. here. Yeah. And so. Do you guys know about the Green Arrow movie? Oh yeah, Supermax. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so cool. It sounded so cool. Yeah, so I think the yeah. premise was Green Arrow gets locked up in a jail filled with supervillains. Yeah, oh really? But he's framed for something that he didn't do. Yeah. So I think he's got to work with the supervillains yeah. to escape. Yeah, and take on some of the supervillains. I think I think that it's called Supermax Actual Prison. It's kind of like an Arkham Asylum. Okay, cool. Yeah. cool. And, and it sounded so cool. I can't remember who was tied to direct that, but. I heard about them. I thought that was so cool. Right? Yeah. Like, tell me that's not, with the success of Arrow, that's not a $500 million movie right oh, yeah. there. <laughs> right? Like, instead of giving us Batman and Robin, you could have given us Supermax. That would be cool. Yeah. 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 Be cool. Talking a little bit of that DC thread. Yes. All right. So, DC stands for Detective Comics. Definitely cool. Um, decidedly crazy. I can't come up with anything else to DC. So, we got the runtime of Batman v Superman. Now, before I go on talking about Batman v Superman, you know, last episode, it may have seemed like I was being overly critical of this genre-bending masterpiece, you know, that I think it will be. You know, I don't think... We're just playing a hypothetical scenario. You know, I don't think it's going to flop. I don't think it's going to be bad. So I just want to get it out there in case you know, because we were just playing a game, people. (laughs) Fanboy remorse. (laughs) Did I really say that? I know. Yeah, you know, I read, I listened to it, uh, you know, because I'm a student of their craft, and you know, I'm always making notes, ways to improve myself, and that's one thing I said. You know, stop making fun of. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, So, but yes, this movie is two hours and thirty one minutes. It's going to be the longest superhero film since The Dark Knight Rises. Thoughts? Is that that's a long runtime? Yeah. Yeah. buy those the extra large coke or whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm buying a catheter i don't care <laughs> no i think that makes a lot of sense 
because um, there's so much to explain in this movie, right? right? We have Batman, we have cameos or appearances from Aquaman, mm-hmm. The Flash, yeah. Wonder Woman. There's uh, so much to cover. We already know that they're going to fight Doomsday at the end, yeah. right? And then we already know, obviously, Batman and Superman are going to fight at least two times. Yeah. yeah. So it makes perfect sense for a two-hour and 30-minute run. Time, yeah. So. Yeah, and as long as it's a, a nice brisk. Like, yeah. he, it, I don't want it to feel like it's two hours and 30 minutes. I want it to sit there and be like... Okay, you know we're through the first two hours, and if I happen to look at my watch and be like, "Oh man, there's only half an hour left," you know, yeah. And so I'm hoping that it doesn't feel that like, and I don't think it will. Particularly the first hour and a half, I think mm-hmm. it's going to go by really swiftly. Yeah. And if they can continue that momentum through the back half of the movie, yeah. And even getting into probably the Doomsday fight at the end and the yeah. introduction of Wonder Woman in a fighting style and stuff yep. like that, I think that this will feel like a really swift two hours and thirty one minutes. Oh, because yeah. if we get you know, bogged down in dialogue and exposition and, you know, if they do kind of a big sequence of the Wayne parents dying yeah. and stuff like yeah. that, they can, if they're dragging it out mm-hmm. or if they're kind of smashing this together in a way where it's a bit disjointed, it needs to be like a very continuous and well thought out two hours and 31 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're going to have a movie that long, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure it's yeah. going to be great. Oh yeah. <laughs> like Dark Knight Rises, that flew by for me. I mean, it gets a lot of hate online, but that's my favorite Nolan Batman film. So, you know, that, I was just so enthralled by that movie. Like, I was like, oh, my God, like, what's going to happen next? And the, the stadium blows up. And, <laughs> oh, it was just awesome. I kind of have a sense of that. Um, continuing on with DC, you know, we talked a little bit about Justice League may be in trouble. No, not quite. Because it's just been revealed that Justice League is going to be filming in April. Awesome. That's, that's excellent news. Did they put a date? April. Oh, let's just make up a date. I think it's April 11th. No, no, no. Like a year. Yeah, this year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Oh, okay. This, this, okay. this year? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Well, they're filming this year. Yeah, they're filming oh, this okay, year. Okay. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, the only thing that's kind of weird is, because Wonder Woman's still filming, mm-hmm. so maybe it'll wrap up within a month's time, or two months' time. But yeah, I'm super excited, and Zack Snyder is attached to direct, so he's coming back. We're going to get his vision, whether you like it or not. <laughs> they're just going to stick with it, and as we said, I think that's the right move. You know, it'll feel like a cohesive trilogy by mm-hmm. the time yeah. this thing wraps up. And, and he can handle a big movie like that, right? Oh, yeah. He definitely. Like Watchmen and 300, I could totally see him pulling I'm hoping that by part two, though, we're not seeing fatigue yeah. in his directing. Like, yeah. Because he'll put, what, three years in a Batman versus Superman yeah. at least. He's going to yeah. put three or four probably into these Justice League movies. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't start to be like, you know, I need to do something different. Yeah. Take yeah. a break. Because we saw that in Age of Ultron with Joss Whedon, Joss Whedon yeah. is yeah. that he was exhausted at the end of this. And you could feel that in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. He's putting some of that that feeling <clears throat> and that angst into the movie. Yeah. And, you know, at the end, he was like, I'm happy to be done. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, Poor I'm, guy. And, you know, because he did right from Avengers and then he consulted with uh, Marvel right through and he, you know, had impact on, you know. Shield even. Yeah. 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 He wrote Shield, the, the pilot and all that. Yeah. And he had influence on. Iron Man 3, Thor yeah. the Dark World, all that kind of stuff. And by the end of Age of Ultron, he's like, I'm done. So I'm yeah. hoping we don't get that from Snyder. It was like, you know, he bit off way more than he can chew. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, this... But I'm not saying that, you know, I know we kind of, you know, hit at this sometimes a bit. But <laughs> <laughs> so what do you mean? Sometimes it's because it's, it's one of those low-hanging fruits. So. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm sure it'll be fine. But that's one of my concerns is that we end up with... Him getting a bit tired of this. Yeah. No fanboys are going to tweet him angrily, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay off Twitter for a yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking Keep of Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Twitter, talk about Jeff Johns tweeting out. I don't have the exact tweet. I should really do a lot more of this uh, research <laughs> <or> <laughs> for these things. But uh, 
He said, Patty Jenkins' take on Wonder Woman, something to the fact that's similar to Richard Donner's on Superman with her style, and it's a lot more fun and action-oriented. You know, you think that's the right move to make Wonder Woman more lighthearted and get away from the Snyder, you know, the Snyderverse, set this movie kind of in its own separate entity. Yeah, I think so. Like they have to set it apart in some way because tonally this is going to be very different yeah. than a Batman or a Superman, particularly with the kind of more gritty universe that we have. Mm-hmm. So taking this into something lighthearted, and it's hard. It's, at times, it's hard to make a World War One movie that's lighthearted. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, maybe as we progress through time, we see some comedic chops there yeah. from the characters, and even Chris Pine. You know, he can be quite funny. He's yeah. he's had he's he has had been in some comedies before and, yeah. and stuff like that. So he might be a good character for her to play off of yeah and they announced uh etta candy who used to be wonder woman sidekick and i think in the new 52 she's steve trevor's secretary so that's um one of the actors from the office the secretary but not um jenna fisher from the american office which is the better office just saying england what are you going to do about that huh not listen to us (laughs) (laughs) just listen to us at tea time (laughs) it's tough to say though how this could turn out because we don't know anything about this movie right no. yeah. we we've barely had any dialogue from gal gadot or yeah. dot mm-hmm. or whatever you want to say so it's really hard to tell what direction they use yeah. whether it'll work or not right yeah and she, she also doesn't have the benefit and this is an issue too with captain america yeah. going into avengers is that she doesn't have the benefit from fan reception exactly because we haven't seen her on screen yet so they're going to be through the production of the majority of this movie Mm -hmm. when we finally see what fandom thinks of her portrayal of wonder woman and if it's something that they don't like they don't have the opportunity to change that yeah and so that's a bit of the issue with doing these right one on top of another yeah Yeah. yes you do need to get these out but there's no way to kind of tweak the performance or you know if there's something in particular if there's a costume issue because we saw that coming out of avengers right Big yeah. issues with Captain America's costume. Oh, now, it's, yeah. now it's one of the best costumes, yeah. right? Yeah, right. absolutely. And so that was tweaked. So they had that advantage of going into Winter Soldier. They could make the modifications yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Whereas this, they don't have that opportunity. No. Right. So there's going to be, I think, a little, you know, and same with even Justice League. If they're if they're shooting it already, yeah. they're yeah. not right. going to have that opportunity. Yeah. And same with, like, so the reception of Batman and Superman, they might be doing some on-set kind of rewrites or retakes or maybe, you know, like we were seeing from Batman vs. Superman, we're seeing Batman push to the forefront a bit more, yeah. mm-hmm. in the trailers at least. You know, I'm, we're, maybe we'll see Batman push forward or who's ever received the most yeah. Yeah. by the fans. They're going to exactly. be maybe propelled a bit forward in this Justice League movie. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. What, What's your guys' take on the destruction? I know that was one of the uh, feedbacks from Man of Steel. People really didn't like the fact that Metropolis got destroyed Yet they had no no um, problem with other big cities getting destroyed in previous superhero movies. Yeah. I thought it was kind of an odd nitpick yeah. that got you know thrown on Man of Steel. To me, I don't really care. It's a movie. You know, comic books are always about these big world building events, yeah. and so you know, Man of Steel showed that. Like that's what it would be like if two Kryptonians went at it. That's just it. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I liked it a lot. I mean, people have to understand that Clark Kent was Superman for one day. He just yeah, donned the tights. Right? right? It's his first big battle and he's <laughs> yeah. taking on a guy that has the same powers as him. It's yeah. not like he's saving a cat up a tree. So this is like a really, really big situation. <laughs> yeah. Like a crucial moment in his, in his, in his career as Superman. So yeah. people are complaining about Metropolis being... Uh, mm. blown up and this and that they have to understand it's the guy's first day on the job <laughs> yeah i mean we yeah. sat here and we raved about man of steel and i feel like batman versus superman is kind of have the same sort of 
you know, praise and feedback. I think it's going to be one of those movies kind of split down the middle. Yeah. Like, what, what's your take on Watchmen? I mean, we, yeah? Yeah, me it was too. Good. Yeah. I really enjoyed loved, it, too. Yeah. I didn't have a huge background in Watchmen Neither did I. when I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, you know, some of the costumes and stuff like that, I think I could have appreciated them more mm-hmm. if yeah. I had read the comics and understood sure. the lore behind sure. it. Absolutely. Because I kind of got into it, and I was kind of like, eh, you know, I don't I don't fully understand the costumes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And the dude walking around with a junk <laughs> yeah. hat. Yeah, so weird, right? Yeah, but like, it was it was great. Um, I really liked the twist at the end. I do know I don't know if it's a spoiler or not. How they had to kind of change a little bit. There's an octopus. In yeah, the octopus, which makes sense why they had to get rid of that. Right. Um, People and, were hating on that. They're like, why yeah. did you stick with the comics? Yeah, well, like, I think it was a great yeah, way to end the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I loved it. it made like, a lot of really sense. Want to see a Godzilla-sized octopus? <laughs> it wouldn't have fit yeah, in with the movie. In, yeah, no, not no. at all. No. And a breakout role I thought was uh, what's the character's name that wears the fedora and the. the jacket he has like the weird mask oh rorschach he, yeah. i thought he's brilliant yeah. excellent he's so he's like a wolverine kind of yeah he yeah. was awesome yeah were you surprised by the reception of that movie it didn't even make back its budget again, i think yeah, yeah. It, well, it's it's funny because again that's one of zach snyder's top movies and yeah. people like you said either hate him or, or love him yeah. yeah yeah i think the last movie of his to make back his budget besides man of steel was 300 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that was a good movie that was oh, excellent <laughs> movie right awesome. yeah yeah I don't know. I mean, it had what's his name in it? Xerxes. You know the guys from uh, Love Actually. Really? Yeah. There you go. We should have a Love Actually podcast. I love that movie. Actually. <laughs> Thump. <laughs> um, let's see. Do I have anything more in my notes about Wonder Woman? Oh, yes. Um, before we get on to that, producer Tim is egging me on. Um, <laughs> what, what are your guys' box office predictions for Wonder Woman if it's done well? Oh. I mean, we've never had a well-done female-led superhero movie. We've had some that were god-awful, like Elektra, Catwoman, oh. Supergirl. Just some of the worst of the worst. Yeah. But, you know, if this is the first well-done female-led superhero, and, you know, in my opinion, the most popular superhero, female superhero... Especially at DC, you know, we could debate who's more popular, but, uh, you know, let's just assume for argument's sake it's Wonder Woman. For sure, yeah. What does this make? If it's excellent film, what are your guys' predictions? Opening weekend? Opening weekend and total worldwide gross. Oh, this is a tough one because I haven't seen, <laughs> I haven't seen any marketing, right? I mean... I mean, it's, it's hard to say, if but she's, like... If she's well-received in yeah. Batman vs. Superman, mm-hmm. it's going to do 100 million plus. Mm. Opening weekend. Yeah. yeah. And globally, it's probably going to be up in the three to four hundred. Yeah. I would say. I don't know how well C should be internationally. That's, gonna, That's kind of what I'm going to pick it up. Yeah. I'm going huh. to go 85. 85 for now. Okay. For now. You know what, though? I, I know we haven't had any, like, great female leads, but uh, Hunger Games. I know it's yes. not a Supergirl movie, but Katniss Everdeen. Yeah, is, absolutely. She's great. She's yeah. great. So going off that kind of track record... Yeah, maybe you can knock her socks off. So. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. What, what's your prediction? Um, I'd say, okay, I just wrote down $600 million worldwide right. in terms of box office gross. So. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we'll come movie. back in two years. We'll, we'll see. Well, what, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, what did Hunger Games do? Probably something similar. Oh, yeah. huge. Yeah. 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 And I don't even know what the production budget of this, but it can't be too much. 120, like, 130 million probably. Well, how much does it take to make something with 1940s technology or 1920s technology? Yeah, but it's a lot of set production and <laughs> yeah. design and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And there's a lot of extras. And promoting they're going to have to put in this movie. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, yeah. you're looking at $200 million probably to promote it. Yeah. You think they're going to make a crossover with Wonder Bread? 
<laughs> wonder <laughs> hot dogs. <laughs> Someone needs you on a marketing team. <laughs> bites it to a wonder bar. A wonder bar, guys. She can have the wonder bra promotion. <laughs> oh <my> yeah. <laughs> All these wonderful ideas, guys. <laughs> so you know wrapping up with our dc talk we thought our new to nerd we would talk about rebirths or reboots because don't call this new thing from dc a reboot Mm -hmm. jeff johns (laughs) will say no sir it's a rebirth he's really wagging his finger (laughs) 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 he said finger (laughs) um so you know we talked about this a little bit earlier dc tweeted out the image of the curtain with the words rebirth and then it said it's not a reboot and it never was but it's a reboot (laughs) guess what (laughs) it's not a reboot though it's renumbering isn't it it's a relaunch i guess so renumbering because they're not i don't think they're giving us any origin stories they're not telling us how batman became batman but is it is it is it pulling through the same continuity as exists right now i do we know? Um, so what I've heard is they're going to have a 80-page special issue coming out May 25th. 80 pages. Written yeah. by Jeff Johns. And the opening line is, I love this world, but there's something missing. Yes, that's right. I heard about that. Yeah. And I think that's talking about DC's heritage. I mean, you know, with the New 52 relaunch, all that stuff got wiped out. So, you know, the first Flash, the first Green Lantern, that's all on Earth 2. That's no longer, you know taking place on this one earth and then they you know they inspire the next generation of heroes and then in the 90s we saw a whole bunch of new heroes where we got a new green lantern we got a new flash we got you know robin becoming batman we got superboy we got like a third wave Mm -hmm. so you had this lineage that with the new 52 it just wiped all of it out yeah it is weird though because like some parts it did some parts it didn't like if you were reading batman pre-new 52 it just worked all the way through and it just carried right over to new 52 Dick Grayson was still Batman and yada yada, but if you read other comics, it just it just wiped it out. It's, 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 it was inconsistent with all the other fifty-two issues. They had yeah. So, do you think they're going to be bringing back some of the old continuity and trying to weave it into the current continuity, well, or they, is it going to be they, they two different lines? Yeah, well, that's the thing. They, they kind of tried to do that in the new fifty-two. A weird thing is with the relaunch, they're renumbering everything except for Detective Comics and Action Comics. So yeah. Action Comics and Detective Comics going in pre-New 52, we're at 904 and 881. When they come back now with this rebirth, 934 and 957. Yeah. Right? So, Detective Comics and Action Comics, which were the first comics of DC, um, those guys are going to be continuing that, I don't know if it's continuity, but the numbering at least, from pre-New 52. Yeah, I think that's the right idea. I mean, those comics have been going on since what? like 37, 38, 1938. Yeah, and for them to go back and renumber it as number one again, that was a huge deal. So, for them to go back, yeah. Yeah, sorry. They they should never... They should never... um, They're just going to work towards an issue 1,000. Oh, that's going to be a huge seller. Two years, probably two years, eh? Yeah. So, it'd be interesting to see what comes out of this because I'm hoping that it doesn't get more complicated. No, I'm not a yeah. DC reader or anything like that, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm talking about like adding in or bringing back that old continuity and trying to weave it together yeah. or having, or, you know, are they going to have two different streams where you have kind of similar, I'm going to bring this to a kind of a Marvel comparison, like an Ultimates line and a 616 line right. mm-hmm. and we're having, you know, these two running in parallel right. that are two separate universes right. but telling different stories with this relatively similar characters. Right. Right. Which they kind of did, right? Like, uh... Earth 1 and Earth 2 was kind of yeah. like you had this guy and you had that guy, kind of right. like the Ultimates and the 616, mm-hmm. right? Um, you, did you read Convergence? 
that yes, big, I did. Yeah, that big deal. And so, did that clear up things more? Did it make uh, it more of a mess? Uh, I think at the end, uh, did you read it? Uh, not so much. No. <laughs> so, so at the end, I can't remember what happens, but something happens, and then all of DC's history and continuity is back. Right. So it's all included. So you know everything yeah. matters. So they've already done that. So they've already done <laughs> yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. Because Superman from that universe is now living in the new 52. That's right, yeah. It's like kind of like undercover, yeah. low-key with Lois. Yeah. Yeah, so it really confuses me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, just, I think when people really suck their teeth into the new 52 and they got kind of an idea of what was going on, yeah. they just hit us now with this rebirth and we're like, yeah. okay, what's going on? Like, yeah. we just got this world, so. Do you think, you know, it'd be cool if they kind of went back to the 40s and reintroduced these characters again and then built it up? You, you think that'd be a good idea or you think that'd just be a terrible I th- idea? I think it'd be tough because with so much technology now, yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah, it'd be kind of tough. Because that's the problem with Marvel's 616 and the Ultimate Universe. I mean, Ultimate Universe was made to be modern day, and then yeah. 616 was meant to stay here, and then eventually 616 got modern, and like, well, why do we need two of these worlds? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a yeah. sliding time scale, the six, or at least it was, the 616. is kind of their origin. Everything kind of just moved on this relative scale. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, all the origins were the same, but they were just, you know, instead of being here, they were kind of slid up to right. the future a yeah. bit. Yeah. And they kind so, of do that already, though, with, like, the origins. Like, you know, Batman originally took place in the 40s, and they yeah. shifted up to the 70s and the yeah. 80s. Exactly. It's, it's like the Simpsons. Like, how many times do they have to tell, like, the story of, like, Bart and Lisa's birth? It yeah. started in, like, the 80s yeah. and went to the 90s <laughs> and the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I just hope there's no more relaunches after this. I just want us to get, get up to an issue 600 and, and yes, that and, and, and be. I mean, this made up to 52, but yeah, when's the next comic that's going to reach 100? Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. never, um, never. Right? Yeah. Well, there's two things that are kind of interesting about this. One is they're going bi-monthly with a lot of their books. Is that a yeah. good strategy? No, I think that's too expensive. No. Well, well, they did lower the price though, so yeah. it's like three bucks now instead of four. That's right. But it doesn't really work out because now you're paying. Six yeah. bucks a month as opposed to four yeah. or whatever. Exactly. And that's a lot right. of stories, too, a lot of books. And so yeah. if you're doing that for multiple comics, yeah. you know, is it just bi-monthly until they get, you know, maybe to the issue 10? I, I think so. They haven't announced it yet, but there's no way you can continue this. No. With the writers, I mean, even picking it up, you know, one thing I don't like about it shipping bi-monthly is, say I'm reading Superman, so that's two books I'm getting. Back when it was, you know, the new 52 and it was once a month, I could take a chance. Because, you know, okay, I'm getting Superman, but... Let's see what Supergirl's about. Yeah. You know, and that's what I did with the New 52, and it really got me into Suicide Squad. It got me into Aquaman, Batgirl, Wonder Woman, Green Arrow. That's a good point. All these different characters that, you know, frankly, I had no idea about any of them. Yeah. And now with the New 52, I was like, okay, well, it's issue three. I'll just pick up two other books, and I'm caught up already. Exactly. Yeah? Yeah, That's a good call. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about that. Um I don't know, but the only thing I really, really like is we get Nightwing back in, in costume. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That's yeah. kind of cool. But yeah, I, I hear you completely with yeah. that uh, bi- bi-monthly. Yeah. Going on there. So Tim, you know, we talked about this. Um, DC? I'm not doing bi-monthly DC books. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that right now's now. Now's your chance to get the Batman. <laughs> so, so Troy and Tim, I'm going to read out. So this coming out June, July, August, and I think fall. They say fall, so I assume that's... September. The one thing is they are staggering this. So the June, there's maybe eight comics, and then that's it for the month. So they're bi-monthly, and then July, you get a whole another schwack of comics. So I'm just going to quickly read out some of these comics, and you guys say yay or nay. Okay? <clears throat> June Rebirth Specials. Oh, I'll just read out. Okay, so they're all getting, actually, that's another thing, too, a Rebirth number one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. So maybe it'll be like a retelling of maybe their origin, kind of yeah. like an issue zero. Like they did with the new 52, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a good idea, you know, get get you into the book. Yeah. So I'll be reading out the new issues 
Shipping twice monthly, and you guys tell me yay or nay if you're going to be picking it up or if it interests you. Okay, ready? Aquaman. Nay. Yay. Nice, nice. <laughs> Batman. Maybe. Yay. Oh, you got a maybe. <laughs> what would it take for you to read Batman? Let's just let's just throw it out there. Put okay, the cards on the I will table. read, and we will review the Batman awesome. series. Awesome. awesome. You heard it here yeah. first. <laughs> You know what happened? Kevin Feige's gonna come in. He's gonna send you like a shit ton of like Marvel books and be like, "Never join the dark side, Tim." <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, I'm renouncing. <laughs> <see it. laughs> He's throwing out his Marvel allegiance. You heard that first, Kevin Feige. We got him on the dark side now. All right, the Flash. No. Yes. I'm a maybe. Green Arrow. No. 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 Green Lanterns? No. So there's Green Lanterns, so this will be kind of like a Guardians of the Galaxy-esque. Oh, so this is going to kind of be like the, the Green Lantern corpse? I think so, yeah. Or, or, sorry, corpse or corpse? Corpse. Oh, corpse? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't corpse like a dead body? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, it is, but... Yeah. <laughs> Superman. Yes. No. I'm ready to get back on Superman. I've been off it for a while. Okay. You know, New 52, his powers are kind of changing. And, yeah. Yeah. They, they've been giving him new powers constantly. I've, I've been <laughs> yeah. doing the action comics and the New 52 run yeah. of Superman since uh, John Romano Jr. took over. Yes, right. Yeah. And it's it, it started off cool and now it's kind of been a little flaky. What, what's okay? I want to get your opinion on this. What is the um, blockbuster Superman book? Are you more of a... Is Action Comics the flagship title for Superman or is it Superman? Um, I'm leaning more towards Superman. Right. Um, just like to my discussed before, I'm, I'm, I'm really into art. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love the art on, on comic books and the art lately has been a little too shaky for me. I can't even really keep up with it. Yeah. Um, like I know Jr. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but I know people have experience with John Romano Jr. I'm a big John Romano Jr. friend. Just butchered that name again. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Superman series, but I think, are we getting... A couple Superman books now coming up. So we get yeah. Superman, the Superman. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Wonder Woman. Yes. Yes. No. Uh, Action Comics, Detective Comics. No. No. But Detective Comics, yeah, I guess, because Snyder's going to be on there. He actually right? denied that. He said, I have bad no. stories to tell, not necessarily Detective Comics. Oh, boy. And he's working with Greg Capullo. I think they're going to do the first event of this. Maybe it'll be like the event. All right. Yeah. And I heard they're doing something else outside of Marvel and DC. Oh, okay. Other... That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I got an idea here. I'm going to throw it out there. June, when this comes out, I'll read all of the issues that you guys are reading. Oh, wow. And we'll do a whole episode and talk about it. Okay, Okay. that sounds good. You heard it first. That's huge. So we'll start just with June. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. We'll leave it at June. Um, We'll go through the July when that stuff comes out because we're running out of time here. But uh, I just want to say one thing. Jeff Johns was asked, you know, is this going to make the comics more like the movies? And we kind of discussed that earlier. And he said, no. He said, you know, that's boring. If you want to watch the movies, go to the movies. If I you want to read the books. <laughs> Would he ever lie to you? This is not a rebirth, Tim. <laughs> and it never was. I think this the sole purpose of this whole relaunch is to tie it a little bit more with the movies. Yeah, too. absolutely. Yeah. How could you not, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Especially if you yeah. No, we talked at length about that. Should we should we uh, go on into our Oscar predictions? I think so. Let's cool. get there. Let's, let's... Do you have your tuxes on, guys? Tim, what are you wearing today? <laughs> I like a, a Marvel t-shirt. I always wear. <laughs> Troy's rocking the uh, Armani suit there. and uh, fit into my high school uh, prom <laughs> tuxedo. Should, we should all wear like blue tuxedos or something. <laughs> um, 
No, so it's it's that time of year. We're getting all sorts of award shows and stuff like that, mm-hmm. honoring the movies of 2015, mm-hmm. the movies that were 2015. Yeah. And, you know, the Academy Awards, or the Oscars, or whatever you want to call them, they're often regarded as kind of your, your highest award, the most prestigious movie award. Yeah, mm-hmm. Super Bowl um, of awards. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's, it's a major spectacle. And I quite enjoy that spectacle. But I always find myself kind of walking away being kind of like, Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, why didn't Star Wars win everything? <laughs> and, you know, it's it's interesting because this year the Academy Awards, like other years, is kind of marred with controversy. Yeah. You know, we're we're having this you know real accusation that we're not seeing any sort of diversity. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you guys think of that? You know, do you think it's justified or because this is a body essentially evaluating and giving these awards to their peers? Do you think that's kind of, you know, these people are being a bit hypocritical on themselves or within themselves that, you know, how can you, if you're voting for stuff like this, or is there a, you know, an institutional problem with the Academy? And this is something that they have tried to address this year Mm -hmm. in by tweaking some of the the rules as far as becoming a voting member and how long you can be a voting member and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So what are your thoughts? Sorry, I'm just going to say, you know, this isn't anything new. I mean, if you go back maybe like 30, 40 years, we had a man you know, um, Ben Kingsley, who did an amazing portrayal of Gandhi, but he won an Oscar dressing up as a brown man, as a white man. Like, you couldn't have found any other brown actors in India to portray Gandhi. He's literally the only thing we got. And you had to make a white man portray him? Like, oh, that's just, <laughs> that's just my tangent. I'm but sorry, you, I had to throw it out there. But you have to think, that was 40 years ago, so we have not progressed at no. all in 40 years. Oh, that is bad, yeah. 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 And, you know, I mean, it's to the point where people, like, good actors are boycotting this thing. You know, yeah. whether it's right or wrong or whatever, as far as them boycotting it, I agree that there needs to be some diversity or some way to instill sure. diversity mm-hmm. into this. Because, sure. you know, one of my favorite movies of the year, Straight Outta Compton, mm-hmm. yeah. it didn't get a nod for Best Picture or yeah. anything like that. It did get original screenplay, which is, oh, you know, good. something. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, Will Smith got apparently snubbed um idris alba from beast no nation yeah yeah i don't know if that's necessarily a race thing or if that was just a netflix thing yeah it's a did get a theatrical release right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it didn't get a theatrical it didn't so it did no, so it's it, it, exclusively netflix yeah if it didn't if it doesn't get a theatrical release mm-hmm. it doesn't qualify for best that's picture. what i thought but then there's documentaries that are mm. Netflix-based, uh, the Amy... So yeah. I don't know if that's different for documentaries. It might be slightly right. different that's, for, that, that's for documentaries. Yeah. But okay. um, I, don't, I don't necessarily know if it's a, a huge race thing going on. Because if you go to 2014's Oscars... Yeah. Very diverse, right? Yeah. It's, right. It's very mixed. Um, so it's, it's... Yeah, it's, it's a very difficult it's thing. It's hard to say, right? And yeah. it's a touchy yeah. subject, particularly in America right now, yeah. right? As far as, as race relations and stuff yeah. like that. So I don't know if it's, you know, it's elevated because of the atmosphere in the States right now right. or if it's actually an issue. So one of the ways they're trying to, to quell this problem is they've installed these different rules on how you can become a voting member and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So you have to be active in film and then you get kind of 10 years of voting. If you get three consecutive 10 years of voting, you get you know membership for voting of all time. Or if you won Academy Award, you can vote for all time. But what it seems like they're doing is, you know, maybe there's like kind of this large group of of what you know old directors or actors and stuff mm-hmm. like that that are still voting for these movies amongst this kind of 6000 person body yeah right. and they're voting for movies that maybe you know they don't see that diversity or anything like that so mm-hmm. i don't know maybe have a lot of old school thinkers in there so yeah. i don't know it's it's really touchy thing to talk about yes, yeah but it's something that continually rears its head yeah particularly with these awards yeah. you know yeah. you brought up straight out of compton and you know i think it's just more of a 
generational thing because if you look at a movie that's similar but a little bit older walk the line with joaquin phoenix yeah you know it's another musical biopic but it featured the music of johnny cash yeah and i think a lot of the people who are voting know more about johnny cash and his music right as opposed to nwa yeah easy and dr dre yeah Yeah. right yeah so i you know i don't think it was you know in this case for straight out of compton i just think maybe like a lot of people you know who don't appreciate the genre of rap music yeah maybe you know that's just them not getting it Whereas, like a movie like Walk the Line, you get you know those voters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong; I love them both, yeah. like Johnny Cash and NWA. <laughs> but I mean, like even going like if you go to last year, uh, Alejandro won for best director, I believe. Yeah. Right. Um, Damn you, Birdman! <laughs> <laughs> um, and then going even before that, <clears throat> you have um, I, I forgot the actress's name that played voice um, Mascatana. Yeah. She won for Best Supporting yeah. in 12 yeah, Years. Yeah, 12 Years Slave. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then I think Best Screenwriter, he's African-American as well. Oh, okay. I, I could go on a little bit, but I mean, it's just, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I completely buy into it. There's definitely issues in, in Hollywood being whitewashed. Yeah. I mean, I watched Pan the other day, and they had um, Mooney Rar. She played uh, Tiger Lily in Pan. Really? Everybody knows Tiger Lily is yeah. indigenous, so. Yeah. There's some whitewash that goes on in uh, Hollywood for sure. Right? Look, look at that new Egypt movie. It's like <coughs> oh, all white oh, actors. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, enough yeah. said right there. Yeah, right? Yeah. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. But moving on to some of our predictions here. You know, The Revenant leads the way of 12 nominations. Yes. You know, one of the big surprises was Mad Max Fury Road. We spoke a little bit about that yeah. earlier. Yeah. You know, that's got 10 nominations, which is awesome to yes. see recognition of, of something, even this genre style. Yep. And with the violence and stuff like that in it. And it's, you know, quite a twisted movie at times. Yeah. It's getting the recognition. You know, yeah. George Miller's getting that recognition for, sure. for the best picture. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's really great to see. When we're, but when we're predicting these things, are we predicting what we want to win or what we th- or who we think is going to win because oh, those are two very different things very, right yeah. like yeah. if what i want to win is all the star wars stuff let's say right or <laughs> yeah. the Match. a lot of the mad max stuff but do yeah. i think that's going to take everything probably not so i well the way i'm going to go at it is i'm going to vote for or i'm going to make my prediction for a who I think is going to win. Right. Okay. You know, outside okay. of my own bias okay. and stuff like that. Do you also want to mention your who you want so you can do your want and then think? Yeah. I'll okay. just throw, yeah, yeah. I can throw them both sure. out there. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Sounds good. Should we, should we leave best picture to the end? Yeah. Let's pretty much start at the bottom. I'll just kind okay. of start throwing out stuff here. You got to, go every time there. you got to be like, and the Oscar goes to, and then open the envelope, like the awkward chance when they really can't open and it. And butcher the name, like, yeah. uh, like, what's his name? I'm just butchering now, John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like Steve Harvey and say the wrong one. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm yeah. so sorry. <laughs> Survey says? You know, they got to come up with a new way to, like, release, like, who wins. What would be another way that you think, besides, like, the envelope, is there any other cool way that you could do it? Like, maybe... I don't know. Everyone gets a free iPhone with their thousand dollar baskets. Yeah. That they get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> share it, pull your iPhone, and see who won. Yeah. It should be like uh, that show. Uh oh, they pull the rope and then like the slime goes no. on the winner. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm gonna skip over some of the kind of foreign Whoa, language films. I actually to... watched all foreign language did films, you? Tim. Absolutely. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. He has a lot of Blu-ray. So yeah. <laughs> and the best foreign language film goes to. Sanjay's Super Team. No, I put that in there for best animated short. See, short film animated Sanjay Super Team. We can go through them all. Let's okay. Let's okay. show some of the technical stuff. Then we can throw those in. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the sound. We'll start with. Okay, cool. Temo. How do you determine who has the best sound editing? Okay, so the the difference between the two is your sound editing is really the the or the sound director or whatever. It's all your 
you know, it's the crowd, it's the atmosphere, yeah, the effects. it's the effects, yeah. sound effects, like mm-hmm. so in Star Wars, it's a laser. <laughs> yeah, exactly, that stuff. How does that and, sound with the music and stuff yeah. like that? And then, yeah. With that, yeah, it's all the sounds, and then the sound mixing is mm. the guy and how you actually hear it. Yeah. So at certain times, you know, with the music's in the background, it's lower. So a bad, bad sound mixing would be if you can't hear uh, the dialogue over the music or over some of the explosions and stuff like that. You know, when you're looking at sound, best sound editing, you know, you've yeah. got Mad Max, Martian, Revenant, and you've got Star Wars and that. Star Wars is my choice because, you know, there's so much going on yeah. in that. You've got so many unique sounds. You're, you're blending, you know, space and you got the John Williams score in yes. the background. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's my choice for yeah. what's going to win best sound editing. Is there a best score? Yes, yes, there is. Oh, yeah, there is. man. You know about this doing research business? <laughs> um, okay, so your choice was uh, John Williams for Star Wars. Or sorry, not John Williams, but it was Star Wars. Star Wars Force Awakens for Force Best Awakens. Sound Editing. So okay. that's all the sound effects and yeah. stuff like that. And then I'll also throw out Best Sound Mixing. So the mixture of all that with the theme is also I've got Star Wars too. Cool. Cool. Um, I go Star Wars or maybe Mad Max. I'm kind of on the oh, fence between the yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, there's a lot going on in Mad Max. And mm-hmm. They still do a great job. Even though I definitely like Star Wars more as a movie. Yeah. Whoa, he's throwing down the gauntlet. Let's vote right now. Mad Max or Star Wars. You know I'm going to lose this, but... Uh... 100%. <laughs> Even I know I'm going to lose this. But... All right, I'm going to say Star Wars then, just so you guys don't hate on me. Right. Don't invite me back. That's for both? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. That one sound with the um, Millennium Falcon? Oh, yeah. 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 Just a lightsaber. Yeah. I'm going to say generic Star Wars term. Hopefully people understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> Millennium Falcon, Han, Chewie, Starbucks. No, Star Wars. <laughs> All right. Is there a Star Wars Starbucks crossover? Like yeah, there's Jabba's. You can get Jabba's from. Okay, you really? Star- no. Oh, <laughs> see, All right, sticking with the the sounds, we'll go to best original song. Oh, okay. Um, so talking about songs, so original song is something that was written specifically for the movie, right? And so that's, you know, they had the Spectre song a few years ago one. Yeah. And a lot of these are, you know, seemingly tie in. You kind of either played usually at the start or at the end of the film. Right. And they have to be played within the film somewhere to be nominated. Right. So, okay. you know, does it have to be, you know, it has to be played in the film. But does it have to be just for that one movie? Like yeah, the Star it has to be like... written specifically for. So like 8 Mile had that 8 Mile song written specifically for mm-hmm. the film. And it's played in the film. Right. So is that why, you know, there was no nominations for... Um... Straight out of Compton because those weren't written for the yeah. film. Yeah, so, so they they're origi- they yeah, were, yeah, they weren't original. I guess at that. Point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, they should so. just change one word to make it original. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, coming straight out of Compton in the theaters. Uh, that's the worst rap you're ever gonna get. <laughs> so we got nominations from movies like Fifty Shades of Grey, uh, The Hunting Ground, and Spectre. And my choice for this is The Running Wall. Um, for the Spectrum movie. This was Jimmy Napes and Sam Smith wrote this. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so it's a really good song. Sam Smith yeah. Fan, so. yeah, and so that's yeah. my choice for that. Yeah. Same here. I'm going to go Fifty Shades of Grey, just so that whenever you see the DVD or the Blu-ray, it'll say Oscar winner on it. <laughs> Is that Eddie Golding that did the Fifty Shades? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think okay, yeah, that actually was a good song. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Oh. I'm not sure. Cool. We're just going to say it, yeah. If she wants to come in here and contradict us, she can come on the nerd room if she wants. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, for open invitation. <laughs> We're calling you out, Ellie Golden. Yeah. yeah. So let's go into kind of more of the effects thing. We're going to talk about uh, production design, visual effects, nice. um, stuff like that. So visual effects, things that are actually aren't on the screen. So the green screen in, something that's made, you know, we're putting a little density into the frames of the film. So it's interesting because Mad Max, a lot of practical effects yeah. in yes. the movie itself. 
and it's nominated for best visual effects. Mm-hmm. And among that, we have The Martian. So we have yes. kind of the, mm-hmm. a lot of the effects, you know, giving us the atmosphere, the feel of, of, of Mars itself. Yeah. And we also got Star Wars, The Revenant, Ex Machina, another oh, okay, great cool. film yeah. with fantastic visual effects in it. Yeah. I'm going to let my bias show through here a little bit. <laughs> let me guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Star Wars here. Yeah. I think the how they created and how they blended mm-hmm. the practical and the visual effects here almost seamlessly. Oh, yeah. And that's why I'm giving this the best visual effects because I don't see, you know, at times you know that Maze Katana isn't actually there. Right. When you're looking at kind of how it's shot, where it's shot, I can't tell sometimes if they're actually on location or if they're sitting in a studio in London yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And I really like that. And, you know, I'd love to give this to, say, The Martian, but I don't think the complexity in the shots right. are there as compared to Star Wars. Right. And Mad Max, you know, if there was a best practical effects category yeah. Mad Max would be my would be the one I'd give it to right. so right. what are you guys yeah. saying there's no Witch of Soldier eh that was last year I think. That's oh yeah sorry, yeah. Oh, sorry no, Soldier. Um, Age of Ultron I guess that, they, they didn't nominate no. that eh? wow. no crazy um, yeah I'll have to go with Star Wars 2 although there were a couple points that, that took me out of the film Snoke a little bit kind of looked a little funny yeah. in my opinion and so was that weird monster tentacle thing oh yeah that kind that, of took oh me yeah. Out a yeah. Bit. yeah yeah that thing that was a little weird that didn't feel like it was part yeah. of the Star Wars <laughs> universe yeah, yeah. that's that a little weird I, I would have maybe gone Martian because with practical well not practical those kind of effects I actually kind of go for the ones that look so well that I don't even notice yeah that, you know but um, yeah I'm, I'm with you I'm going with Star Wars yeah that's later. a good point about the Martian though it's like you know maybe and like I said, it wasn't as complex, but maybe that benefited. Or maybe it was done so well. So well, you don't <laughs> yeah. know it's yeah. yeah, which is just really cool. What are you yeah. saying, Sanjay? Well, you know, it's funny, best special effects. You know, last year, I actually liked the movies in the best special effects category infinitely better than in the best uh, movie category. Because we had, I think, Winter Soldier got yeah. nominated. Yeah. X-Men got yes. nominated. What was the other big one that got nominated? Planet of the Apes, I think. Yeah, Planet yeah. of the yeah, Apes. Which looked great. Yeah, yeah. and uh, there was the other, what was the big superhero movie last year? 2014. Oh, Guardians, I think, got nominated as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I, I think oh, so. Well, yeah, I'm just going to assume it did. It's a big category. And that's where a lot of these are going to sit. Because a yeah. lot of these movies, like, particularly the comic book movies, that's they're quite heavy visually. Yeah. Because we're getting kind of these extreme characters and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. And I think Avengers must have been, I don't know if it was, but yeah. the Hulk must have got nominated at some point. Right? Like, yeah. I don't know if it did, but. Yeah. <laughs> and the Oscar goes to, I just want to hear someone butcher this name. Ex Machina? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah that's, Ex good Machina. that's good choice. You know, it's one of those films that kind of flew under the radar, but I think it's going to really like do well with repeat viewings and being on Netflix. It's going to take off. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, let's move on to best production design. Cool. So this is basically your sets, you know, okay. how it actually looks, the decor, the props. <clears throat> so if we're talking about a 1940s period piece, yes. it's looking at the cars and the shop signs and the street signs and all that kind of stuff. And it's that attention to detail mm. that you're going to give. And, you know, it's some of this is, you know, with some of these movies like Mad Max Fury Road, yeah. we're projecting ourselves to this like dystopian future. Yeah. Yes. And it's, you know, taking yeah. something, you know, if we're looking at a 1940s, you do have, you know, visual cues and stuff like that from the past. So you have something to go off of, but with something with Mad Max, this is completely the set design itself. Yeah. The art director is taking this and, you know, with a team presumably and actually designing this. So that takes a lot more effort um, sometimes than actually taking something that actually existed. Existed, Mm -hmm. Um, So some other nominees in this category, Bridge of Spies, which is a Tom Hanks movie. So it's a period piece. Okay. Um, So stepping back in there, you have the Martian again, looking again into the future to some degree and kind of advancing some of the NASA technology. The Revenant, you know, another great movie. We'll get to if that gets Best Picture or not again. But again, we're looking at something that was, you know, 
the set design was kind of nature to yeah. a degree. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's the props. It's, you know, piece the setting of it all. Right. It's filmed right um, outside our backyards. Yeah. 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 To yeah. most of it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're a little bit biased when we talk about the cinematography of yeah. Revenant. So what do you guys say for production design? Where does your Oscar go to? Production design. I like The Martian. Yeah. I'm going, yeah, I'm going to go with The Martian. Oh, good choice. Yeah. You can go Mad Max. Yeah, I'm also Mad Max yeah. itself. I think that that was just the it's way incredible. they they put that oh, together, and yeah. you know, and the practicality of it all, and just how everything looked. I thought yeah. it looked fantastic. Oh yeah. All right. How about best original score? Ooh. Uh, kind of coming back to the music stuff here. You know, it's a it's a different, a whole different category. If you're talking about the adult film awards. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> best original score, and the award goes to. Yeah. So this is basically the music you're hearing in the background yeah. as the movie's playing, you know. Mm-hmm. And at times, or I think almost all the time, without music, you do not get the feelings that is meant to no, come no. across. You know, yes. as well as the actors, as well as the cinematographer does as kind of drawing you in visually, it's really the music that keeps your attention and keeps, you know, specifically say with a horror film, mm-hmm. take the m- music out of that. Oh yeah. And what do you have, right? You have some gory stuff but is it as tense yeah. you know as the music as you know the inflections and stuff like that yeah and so it's really you know it's your score in the background and then it's your sound editing your sound mixing mm-hmm. um that produce a final product but you know we've got some great scores here you know bridge of spies is great the hateful eight stuff tarantino scores are always great i always <laughs> quite enjoy those but i have to go back to my man john williams <laughs> absolutely no yeah. not as strong as the original trilogy no, no. but it had a lot of similar tone of it and the feel of it and they're pulling a lot from that original score yeah. so mm-hmm. very similar kind of use of brass section and mm-hmm. that's you know your flutes and stuff like that i guess <laughs> um <laughs> but i'm gonna have to go with john williams stars force awakens yeah. yeah i agree with you it's not as actually it might be the weakest of all because i really enjoyed the prequels yeah. score as well but um again yeah I'm, I'm going with star wars guys i'm gonna go with a little known film sicario okay yeah i cool. liked it you know cool. it was yeah. a good film yeah. uh I didn't know what to expect. I watched it on, I think, Telus on Demand, and surprised. And nothing but great things about that. Yeah, I mean, is highly recommend it. In that one, is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're kind of all over the map here. I should have kind of maybe done these in better order, but no. Anyways, <laughs> um, best costume design. Ooh. Oh. Um, so we're looking again at the actual what what the the characters are wearing in the film. Mm. Uh, particularly, you know, we're looking again. Is it a period piece, or is it something in the future, or is it something present day? How do the characters actually look on screen? Mm. This, I think, you know, goes. You know, this is combination with the next category, which is hair and makeup, yeah. which also adds to the character. We're looking just at the physical costume, yeah. and yeah. We've, you know, we've got Mad Max in here, the Revenant. Carol, Cinderella, the Danish girl. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of good costume designs yeah. this year. But I'm going to go with Mad Max here. just And just because it's like this dystopian future and, you know, the look of it all, mm-hmm. I think it's just fantastic. And, yeah. you know, it's a lot of brown gray earth tony stuff so you don't get a lot of flair but even just you know some of the some of the looks of something it's just fantastic right yeah definitely yeah what do you think of sanjay i'm gonna go cinderella yeah yeah just you know i don't know yeah switch (laughs) it up i see that the same person's nominated for carol and cinderella yeah wow good for her yeah so if she doesn't win she must really feel (laughs) bad (laughs) i didn't think you could be nominated that's interesting i don't think you could be nominated for the same has anyone ever been nominated for best actor twice I don't think so. I don't think you can be nominated oh. twice for some stuff. Interesting. I can't remember if that's ever... It's quite a complicated ever... process being nominated, so yeah. I don't know exactly how you get down there. Well, yeah. I'll tell you, because I was nominated for one award. 
<laughs> One Oscar. Sanjay Super Team. <laughs> well, what do you think of Trey? Um, I'm going to go with Mad Max, but I also kind of have Carol in there, too. Yeah. Wasn't really the biggest fan of the movie, but um, the period piece costume segments. Yeah. Fantastic. You hear that, Carol? Troy's throwing you out there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, how about best hair and makeup, or makeup and hairstyling? Okay, Um, okay. Yeah, so we're looking at, particularly, there's only three nominees for this guy. Star Wars? No. What? Chewie didn't get nominated? Um, too simple, maybe. This guy looks better than ever. Yeah, yeah. right? Harrison Ford's flow? Yeah, they took, they took like 30 years off Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> you give that just for a makeup hairstyle there. That's interesting. I thought for sure that would have been nominated. No, we only got Mad Max. And a movie I haven't actually heard of. The 100-year-old man who climbed out of the window and disappeared. Oh, you that's haven't heard? That's a mouthful. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what? That's, on my, that's my favorite movie. That's what I'm going to vote for Best Picture. Yeah, I've never heard of that movie. Never no. heard of it. So I don't know what it's about or anything like that. I thought that was a synopsis. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Of course I know what it's about. It's a title. <laughs> uh, and The Revenant as well. Okay, okay. Um, so again, I'm leaning more towards the Mad Max Fury Road yeah. here. The hair and that and the makeup on some of these guys is just mental. Yeah. It's hilarious because like Mad Max and the Revenant, their hair just looks so disgusting. Yeah. They're all like just, greasy. Yeah. Just <laughs> greasy. Yeah. So if you don't use shampoo, you too could get nominated for best hair and makeup at the Oscars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll go with the Revenant on that one. Yeah. Uh, what they do with yeah. Tom Hardy's hair or whatever's going on in there. Yeah, it's <laughs> pretty grotesque. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go with all the characters though. I'll, yeah. I'll go with the, the Revenant in that one. Okay. All right, cool. Let's let's step into some of our um, cinematography kind of section. So, and that's really kind of the camera work. It's, you know, how the the director of photography made you feel, you know, transitions, the way the lighting and yes. stuff like that. Um, it's, it's quite important when it comes to filming. Definitely. Having a good director of photography. And I guess a lot of directors stick with their DPs throughout because they understand how they shoot. And, you know, I think it really comes down to capturing these moments and in the right light and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So Definitely. we have some big movies in here. Hateful Eight, mm-hmm. you know, Tarantino's cinematography is, you know, the way it's done. Oh, yeah. It looks like he is very consistent with it. I don't know if he has the same director of photography all the way through, but it seems con- quite consistent how it's done. And I guess that has a little bit to do with the editing. Right. Um, the Revenant, again, Cesario, Carol, and Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. Right. Um, what are you guys thinking? Who's going to win the Oscar? And the Oscar goes to... The Revenant, yeah. man. Come yeah. on. It's so, yeah. right outside her yeah. backyard. Yeah, shot all in natural night. Yeah. yeah. That's, you, that's incredible. You can see me walking by the background. Yeah. yeah, yeah have, you, have you guys all seen uh, yeah. The Revenant? Yeah. The yeah. opening uh, crawl in that movie. When yeah. It's like a close up on like a kind of a swamp kind of ground. Yeah. Just blew me away. That's so, one of the yeah. best opening scenes in like a war, like a fight scene I've yes. seen in a movie in a long How time. captured everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah it so. kind of reminded me of, uh, what was that movie? Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. 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 yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, the whole natural light shooting is quite yeah. difficult. Like, yeah, yeah, it's you know, something. So yeah, I had to fully agree there that I think that's that's the one that's going to win. Sunniest yeah. city in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> take that, Edmonton. <laughs> Let's look at best film editing. Cool. So what is best film editing? No, no film editing. So the film editors themselves, I think they work quite closely with the director. Yeah, and they're essentially compiling all the scenes together. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're kind of overlaying how things transition, what to cut. Yeah. And again, I think this is quite an iterative process. Yeah. And I think that you yeah, have a lot of influence for the director. But you know, a lot of this they're doing 
as the movie is going to make sure the scenes are flowing properly, exactly. they're transitioning. So it's really compiling the whole movie yeah. together and editing it together. Okay. Yeah, and like you get those odd scenes. It drives me nuts on TV. You'll see two people talking to each other. You'll see one person from one shot and the hair is down. And yeah, you'll see the other person that comes back and her hair is back up. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's just not inconsistent. You just watched Fantastic Four, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> that is not on the list. <laughs> Can you imagine if I got nominated for anything? No, man. Uh, the one thing I hate about the editing, especially in horror films, is when they like jump to the next scene before your scene's ended. So you hear like this loud bang and you're still in the first oh, scene. Yeah. You're like, what happened? And then yeah. they're just like, oh, someone dropped a pot. It wasn't that scary. <laughs> <laughs> so nominations here include Big Short, Mad Max, Revenant, Spotlight, and Star Wars Force Awakens. What the heck, Spotlight? Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> Sp- Spotlight is it's a movie in Boston. It deals with... Um... Oh yes, yeah. the um, alleg- or the um, sexual abuse from the Catholic Church. From the Catholic Church. Exactly. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah. Mark yeah. Ruffalo was in there. Oh yeah. okay. And, uh, oh King. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can you sure. imagine if he just turned to Hulk and then he was Batman? <laughs> 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 just, just really like complex, like sad issue, and then it's just like Hulk fight Batman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just ruined that whole movie. We can just take that whole section out, okay? Tony Stark's dad's in there too, actually. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Future Tim, take that whole section out. We'll see how I'm feeling tomorrow. <laughs> All right, I got a little Revenant in here. Okay. No, I thought that was well put together yeah. as a whole. What do you guys think? You know what? I'm going to go with... Sorry, I got to look at your list here. Ooh. After I just badmouth Spotlight. No. You didn't, you didn't pick Star Wars. No. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to predict who's who I think is going to win, right. not who I want to win. You really hurt Marion Brandon and Mary Jo Markley's feelings. You literally voted for Star Wars for every other award except for editing. Because I thought they were going to win. Like, if you're listening to this, editors of Star Wars, Tim just threw you under the bus. <laughs> that one scene in Jakku, please, it could have been tightered up. <laughs> <laughs> I still think the reference is going to win over it. I would like Star Wars to win. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Mad Max. Cool. I'm kind of stuck between Spotlight and the big short. I think I'm going to go with Spotlight, though. For Okay, any... interesting. Yeah, I think we go with Spotlight. It, it flowed pretty well. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, yeah. nice. All right, let's talk about best adapted screenplay. Ooh. Okay, so what? what's this? Well, the best adapted screenplay is a screenplay that's been... You know, rewritten from an existing piece like of literature. A lot of yeah. yeah. So like, The Martian was a book, exactly. and then someone's taken that book and adapted the screenplay. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily always take the book verbatim mm-hmm. um, and actually repeat the same scenes beat for beat. It'd yeah. be like kind of we're talking about Watchmen, how they right. kind of tweak exactly. things at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So they're adapting the material yeah. to fit kind of a movie. So sometimes in a book, they have the luxury of explaining stuff, uh, you know, a lot of exposition mm-hmm. and going through in a lot more detail where we don't have that same luxury yeah. in a the movie. Two, so, frame, yeah. Yeah. two hours, this thing's got to be swift. It's got to flow well. Yeah. Some of the stuff can't be dis- might be disjointed in the book. Or you're you know losing some characterization. Sometimes they even drop up characters, yeah, stuff like that, or combine several characters. Yeah. And so it's really you know who's done that the best? Who's taken kind of that source material yeah. and adapted it best to a film? And I don't have the benefit of going through all this and actually reading mm-hmm. the books mm-hmm. and comparing it to the right. screenplay. But so um, what are you guys thinking? Uh, me, I'm going to go with the big short. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, what they did to condense, like like you said, going from book to that, they did a great job of simplifying yeah. some of those those scenes and nice. what they're trying to portray. So I'm going with the big short, yeah. I would love to see The Martian take this. What are you thinking, Sanjay? Uh, I'm going to go Carol. Nice. All right, let's talk some acting here. 
Let's look at Best Supporting Actress. Best um, Supporting Actress. Yeah, so we have Rachel McAdams in Spotlight, Rooney Mara and Carol, uh, Kate Winslet in Steve Jobs. Okay. So I'm actually taking Kate Winslet here. Yeah, same here. She's a big vet yeah. in the Academy, plus she did fantastic in Steve Jobs. Yeah. Oh, she was great in yeah. Steve Jobs. And in Titanic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, Rachel McAdams because she's Canadian and was in Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> and The Notebook. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorite movie. <laughs> favorite movie. <laughs> the female love of Troy just went way up in her podcast viewership. <laughs> All right. We're on to Best Supporting Actor. This is a pretty dense field. Yes. Yeah, Christian Bale, Tom Batman, Hardy, Mark Ruffalo, Sylvester Hulk. Yeah. Dread? Yeah, yeah. Dread? <laughs> Who are you, Mike Rylance from Bridge of Spies? Yeah. Become a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking, Troy? For Best Supporting Actor, this one's really tough. Um, should win? Who will win? I think it's going to be Tom Hardy. Okay. Oh, it's okay. tough between him and Mark Ruffalo, though. Jeez. Would you like better, Bane or Hulk? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely Hulk. Yeah, you know, I think it's going to go with Tom Hardy, but it should go to Mark Ruffalo. That's, oh, wow. that's, that's, that's how I'm going to put it, yeah. It's funny, because I'm sitting on two totally different actors. Oh, cool, cool. I think it should go to Christian Bale. Okay, if a picture, he's great. I Batman? really liked yeah. him in that, yeah. yeah. But I think it's going to go with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, Yo, wow, yeah. yeah. It's tough, because everybody's good. Like I even saw the, the Mark guy in... Um, Bridge of Spies. Yeah. The opening, he was incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's tough. I'm going to go with Sly just because of the redemption. I mean, you look at some of the films that he's <clears> been in yeah. the last couple of years. You know, he's really, like, reinvented his career with um, Rocky Rocky Balboa coming out with the new Rambo, like, many years ago. And then he did um, The Expendables, yeah. you know, show that he was still a bankable action star. And then appearing in Creed. Ooh, I wouldn't say bankable. <laughs> I bank on him. He's more ba- seen Expendables three. Yeah. <laughs> He's more bankable than Arnold now. What's the other one he did with Arnold? Him and Arnold fought. Oh they, yeah, or? the escape. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. In a jail or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have it, but yeah. I haven't seen it yet. So. Yeah. And then he did another one with uh, De Niro. Yes, yeah, Grudge Match. Yeah, just a whole bunch of old people running around <laughs> punching each other. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> just filming like the old folks' home or something. I didn't go with Sly Stallone. I mean, the redemption of him. You know, he won this award for Rocky like 40 years ago. So for him to go full, full circle and win it again as uh increased... You won Best Supporting or Best... Uh, I think he won Best Actor. Yeah. For, for Rocky? Yeah. Yeah, I think he, I think he yeah. got Best Actor. Rocky yeah. Four when he fought uh, Ivan Drago. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Punisher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, before we get to Best Actor and Best Actress, let's swing to Best Animated Film. Cool. 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 Um, let me see what we got here. So we got Inside Out, yeah. The Boy in the World... Uh, when Marina was there, I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of these. Yeah, yeah. I've but only seen Inside Out. I think Inside Out is going to take it. No, Wait, is it just those three? No, no, it's oh, four sorry. other. Uh, I can't say some of these. Sean the Sheep. Sean the Sheep movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sean the Sheep. Yeah. yeah. I heard um, good things. So I haven't seen a lot of these, yeah. unfortunately. But I still think like Pixar you know, usually wipes the floor yeah. with these guys. Yeah. So yeah. I think Inside Out is going to take this. Oh, for sure. Uh, Charlie Brown wasn't in there, hey? That uh, no. no, wasn't in there. Oh yeah, Charlie Brown. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go with uh, Inside Out. It's Pixar. They they win everything. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you could say they got pixie dust. Oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right, let's look up to the big category here and best actor. Cool. All, All right, right let me find this here. Brian Cranston, Matt Damon, Leonardo DiCaprio, Michael Fassbender. Bender, Fast Bender, yes. <laughs> and Eddie Redmayne. 
Oh, Eddie, that's... Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, yeah, that's the guy from, um, what's that one, the musical? And yeah. he was in Les Mis. Yeah, yeah. Les Mis. Yeah. And he's also in that horrible, horrible movie. Uh, I just forgot the name. It's a sci-fi movie that came out with um, Tan and Chatham. Oh, uh, Jupiter Sending. Oh, he's in that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking about redemption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who got best actor, Sanjay? And the Oscar goes to... Leo, you son of a bitch, come on up here. <laughs> Don't agree with your environmental politics, but as an actor, you're pretty darn good. Yeah. Come on up. <laughs> I'll go with Michael Fassbender. He blew me away. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah. He, just, he just crushed that role. Much better than Ashton Kutcher, eh? Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> if only that version came out this year, it might have gone to Kutcher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to agree. I'm going to have to go Leo, but I think this is more of a lifetime achievement That's Oscar yeah. than anything else. Yeah. Like, yeah. This guy's been nominated numerous times. Yeah. He's had some really good roles. I don't know if this is his best one ever. No, no probably no. not. But I think it's the one he's going to win the Academy right. Award for. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, that's, you know, one of the, you know, I'm not going to say many, but one of the flaws of the Academy Awards yeah. is that sometimes we see people getting these, li- almost these lifetime achievement awards. Exactly. Um, yeah. And yeah. maybe at the expense of, of, of someone like Michael Fassbender. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, that's done a much better acting job. But, mm-hmm. you know, this guy deserves to have something exactly. to put on his mantle someday. Yeah. Amongst yeah. his millions of dollars. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I agree how that uh, that system works. Yeah. But then you're always playing catch up, you know. If you have someone who did a really good job, but maybe it was his first role and you have like the veteran, then, you know, when that young guy when he goes up then maybe he'll get it for maybe not as big as a role you know what i mean so like i don't i don't necessarily agree but i think that's kind of what they do yeah i mean maybe you know i'm still waiting for will smith to get his oscar maybe he'll get in suicide squad oh maybe (laughs) (laughs) he imagined (laughs) (laughs) yeah deadshot gets (laughs) (laughs) that'd be the best thing ever (laughs) all right best actress again another heavy field we got kate blanchett yeah, Brie Larson, Jennifer Lawrence, you know, a lot of great actresses here. What do you think, Sanjay? To be honest with you, the only person I knew was either Kate Blanchett or J-Law. So I went with J-Law. I haven't seen Joy. At first I thought it was for Hunger Games. I'm like, oh, that's so sick. But no, it's for Joy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I haven't seen many. I saw Carol, and I, I like Kate Blanchett, but I wasn't really impressed with that role. It's like the third or fourth time I've seen her play that role. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Brie Larson. I've heard just incredible things about yeah. her. So, fortunately, I didn't see that movie, but I've just heard she's incredible. So, I'll have to go with that one. Yeah, I got to go with Jennifer Lawrence as well. You know, she's an Academy sweetheart. Yeah. You know, this yeah. girl. And she's a fantastic actress, right? Yeah. But yeah. it's taking, you know, very risky and very different roles. And that's yeah. what I like about her. She, she's yeah. like a new Meryl Streep, eh? like Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, very diverse roles. Yeah. So yeah. I think she's going to take this for joy. Oh, God, we're going to get more Mystique in the new X-Men movie. <laughs> oh, she's done, man. Yeah, she's or, way or beyond less that. Mystique. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be the Mystique in Deadpool. Like, they go on a road trip somewhere. Yeah. That should be an amazing movie. <laughs> go from, like, New York to L.A. <laughs> yeah. All right, I don't think I've forgotten anything else here. Uh, um, you forgot uh, best well, foreign got, film. Well, I've got, well, we can do best foreign film and stuff like that. <laughs> I've just got best director and best film. All right. Left. Cool. Let's do it uh, up. Best picture, as it's called. Yes. Um, so best director nice um, Adam McKay Big Short George Miller Mad Max Fury Road the guy that directed The Revenant I'm not gonna is it Alejandro yes yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna try his last name <laughs> <laughs> and the guy that did Room and Spotlight yeah okay um, so what do you think I'm going with Alejandro yeah yeah oh, yeah 
definitely going. It's going to be tough because I don't think any directors won back to back. He won for Birdman last year. Yeah. So I don't know if he's. Yeah. I think he's great. I think he's going to win as well. You know, yeah. I'd love to see a guy like Adam McKay. Yeah. Take an Oscar. He's a traditionally a comedic director. Yeah. You know, and he's taking a real nice turn because mm-hmm. um, he you know, contributed well he, into comic book movies as well. He's contributed to Ant Man mm-hmm. um, oh, from the screenplay side. Um, you know, and he's usually the guy that's directing Will Ferrell and the other dude running around punching each other and <laughs> throwing up Ryan. and stuff like yeah. that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but, you know, it's nice to see him getting getting a little um, into the drama and stuff like that mm, and, sure. and showing some of his directing chops. But Alejandro, yeah, I think I'm, he's going to win this he's thing for incredible. sure. Yeah. He has yeah. a song by Lady Gaga, too. <laughs> I'm surprised that... Um... Billy Scott from The Martian isn't yeah, yeah that was one of the big snubs right? yeah. I think so he should have been in there that yeah. is a fantastic yeah. movie and yeah. but who you know, do you take out I don't know I, I think know. some of these I think you have to have like the best direct or best director like the best picture where you have like it's five for sure nominees yeah. but it can be up to even eight or something like yeah. that yeah. so you can actually fit in some of these because yeah. sometimes it's hard when you're when you're fitting in especially when there's a lot of really good films a lot of solid films yeah. mm-hmm. and you're trying to fit everything into a five person category you know yeah. some of these maybe some of these you know more prestigious like the best director best actress best supporting actor yeah. stuff like that maybe they should have up to eight but you have to have five you don't always some you know some years you have six some years you have eight some years you have five like, and that's yeah. the way the way the best picture is right you can have yeah. up to ten so that okay. allows um you have to have at least five but you can have up to ten in the category, so that allows that expansion. That was really for the kind of the Dark Knight. Yeah, so yeah. that was kind Dark of the, well, that was yeah. Right. Uh, for best director, I'm gonna go George Miller. Really loved what he did with Mad Max, and you know this is the fourth film in a franchise. When was the last time the fourth film in a franchise got nominated for any Academy Award? You know, yeah, that's true. You yeah. know, so you know, I think he did an excellent job. He would have killed it on Justice League if he got the chance. Oh yeah, uh, it's yeah. a missed opportunity there. I mean, maybe they bring him in, but. I don't know. He's 75, so I doubt... Well, I don't know. He just did Mad Max, which was the most badass movie in yeah. years, so... In the crazy environment, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 So, that's my vote. Yeah. Not All that right. it matters, but that's what I voted, Oscars. <laughs> All right, now on to the big one. Cool. Best picture. Yes. Yes. You know, we got, again, another big field here. We got Big Short, <clears throat> Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, Mad Max, Ferry Road, Martian Revenant, Room, and Spotlight. Yeah. Ooh. Um, Ooh, so that's, cornucopia that's of good cinema. Yeah, yeah that's you tough. Got some big names in here too. Yeah. You know, got Simon Kinberg who contributed to The Martian. Yeah. Spielberg, Bridge of Spies, Brad yeah. Pitt for The Big Short, um, George Miller, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. All big contributors yeah. to yeah. these movies. You know, we're seeing some big names. You know, Ridley Scott again too on The Martian. I would love to see The Martian take this. Wow. Really? But I don't think it's going to. Right. No? I think this movie, The Revenant, is going to take it. Really? Yeah. 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 I think it's going to take it, yeah. It's, oh. got, it's, it's got a lot of love. Yeah. I'm, again, I'm, I'm, I'm saying which I think is going to win. I yeah. would like to see The Martian win. Let's be realistic. You would like Revenant. to see Star Wars win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Star Wars no. It's That's a snub. Yeah. yeah I, it definitely is. Or even the best director. No, J.J. Abrams, right? Yeah. Was the original nominated? Yeah. I think so. I don't know. Can't confirm that. We can he confirmed it, it. Yeah. No, it's, it's confirmed. <laughs> I want to say, yeah, well, I definitely dominated visual effects forever. But... Yeah, it must have. Yeah, there's no way. If it didn't win, can you imagine? No, no I'm not sure if the original one does. Maybe. I don't know. We have the internet, but we're, we're going to say maybe. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you said The Revenant? Yeah. Really? So you just, you know, this isn't your personal opinion. This is just what you think That's what I think win. is going to win. Okay, okay. Um, so who did you want to win out of this list then? If you had to choose. I just said the Martian. No. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> no, but if you had to choose and the Martian was eliminated, okay. Um, <laughs> okay, I guess I'll go next. Um, best picture. Oh, jeez. Um, I'm going to go Mad Max Fury Road. I just can't rave enough about that movie. It's just so excellent. You know, I feel like it changed cinema. You know, it's kind of bringing it back to more of the practical effects. The story was excellent. I was on the edge of my seat. You know, movies are meant to be enjoyed and, and be entertaining. And this is that to the nth degree. I mean, so many times you get all these pretentious winners because like, oh, this french silent film that's filmed in black and white and you know that wins but the artist yeah <laughs> i don't want to name names over here <laughs> but uh yeah so i'm gonna go mad max it'd be nice to see like a nerd movie win the last one was lord of the rings so that was another gimme best picture yeah oh there's no way uh, yeah it wouldn't have won so mad max you know the thing is this movie didn't do well in theaters Say it does win Best Picture, does it get a re-release? Probably not. It's probably just the, the bank on the Blu-ray sales and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Blu-ray sales was that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you went over that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Mad Max, um, that's what I think is going to win, and that's what I want to win. And that's the bottom line, because Sanjay said so. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a tough one for me. I want the big short twin. Nice. I, I love that movie yeah. very much this year. But I think it's going to go with The Revenant. Yeah. And I think really? The Revenant has it on lock. Uh, but I would love to see it go to the big short. Yeah. Nice. The Martian was a standout to me, too. I love The Martian. I'm not really even a big Matt Damon fan, so don't hate me, guys. But, uh, <laughs> he, he was incredible in that movie, and the movie as a whole was great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's one of my, probably my, like, outside of comic book movies. Yeah. It's probably my favorite movie. It's, it's, it's yeah, that or Shirley Thompson are my two. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Yeah. It was really good. It was a good year for sci fi this year. Yeah, there were some good, yeah. Ex Machina, uh, Mad Max, The Martian, Star Wars, and you got your Age of Ultron. So, you know, I'm just pretty happy with uh, the sci-fi year of 2015. Yeah. It's a stacked list. Just looking at it, I'm like, wow, that's that's, that's tough. Yeah, and there's yeah. a lot of movies missing from there, too, you know. Yeah. yeah. You could stack up there, but it's all in all, I think it's going to be an exciting show. I'm yeah. hoping that we get some surprises. Yeah. You know, I yeah. felt like some of my decisions I, I took here were kind of like, you know, I'm going with the status quo here. What's yeah. what I think is going to win. But yeah. it'd be nice to see something jump out, particularly in some of these, you know, maybe in the best actor or the best director section, you know, so giving it to like a George Miller or something like that. Yeah. I think it'd be pretty cool. Has but, he ever won it? I mean, he's been he's no 75. He yeah. No. Not for Babe, Pig in the City. <laughs> direct that? Yeah. <laughs> what? He directed Babe and Mad Max. <laughs> Just the films you think about you. <laughs> the crossover's coming in 2018. Yeah. <laughs> no, I so We have it all here. I'll record this all onto a piece of paper, as Sanjay requested. And maybe let's put a little wager on it or something. Oh, let's let's okay. see who, gets, uh, who ends up with the, the most correct answers so whoever gets predictions well if i did that i would have done a lot more research (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna win you know that right (laughs) and the oscar goes to mad max again (laughs) 50 shades of gray (laughs) all right so you put a toonie on it no the next (laughs) we can put a toonie if you like a lot of people don't know this um no i think for the wager here let's do the next movie that three of us attend we'll go an hour before loser buys a beer Oh, cool. First oh, cool. round, cool. not all of it. Cool. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> but it can't be the beer before Batman vs. Superman because no. it's too long. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. We have to pick something really short. <laughs> With all, we're going to a short film. Yeah. yeah. The big short. <laughs> 
With all the comic book movies and nerd movies coming out in 2016, what is your most likely that could get a nomination? Not necessarily Best Picture, but say Best Special Effects, or even, just say, yeah, okay, let's say Best Picture, Best Special Effects. Name one nerd movie that's coming out that you think will get nominated next year. Rogue One Special Effects. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Civil War has Civil probably War. the best chance at getting yeah, Whoa, Deadpool? No way. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy of the Golden Globes. So. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, um, um, yeah, I think we have to go with Civil War, especially if you're going off of what Anthony Mackie said, how he says yeah. it's the better of both uh, Captain America movies. What if he's just saying that, though? The movie's just terrible. He's just, like, trolling us all. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes I think with those guys, they don't have to say stuff. That's like, they don't... Story. You know, they don't have to, prom- well, they do have to promote it, <laughs> yeah. but they don't have to say stuff like, oh, I think it's going to be the best. They can just yeah. say, yeah, it's a great movie, that's whatever, true. Yeah, right? That's true. And... He's kind of their, their hype man, too. Yeah. Though, yeah. Mackie, right? Oh, yeah. I remember when they had the Batman v Superman going up against Civil War. Yeah. He was yeah. talking a lot of, yeah. a lot of trash. <laughs> yeah. You see the interview when yeah. he's uh, talking trash about Man of Steel? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Henry Cavill's huge, man. Like, that'd be a good fight. Mackie versus Cavill? Call it right now. The beard, Superman shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. yeah. You know, I'm gonna go. I think best special effects, Batman v Superman. Like that movie just looks amazing with all their explosions and stuff. Yeah, if it's done right, and the way that I've played this movie out in my head, it could be the Mad Max of 2016. Oh, I think it's gonna go past it. Yeah. I go oh, I see what you're saying, though, for effects and what it's done. Yeah. 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 yeah okay. Because Mad Max was incredible. I see yeah. what you're saying. And they started yeah. releasing some of the um, score of the film. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. I think, you know, I'm going to go on a tangent. I think Rogue One gets nominated for Best Picture. Interesting. Yeah. Is Hans Zimmerman doing. Yeah, uh, I think so. He is doing um, yeah. Batman v Superman. Uh, right? Him and Junkie XL. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. That guy's been doing, I think, he's got a lot of buzz around him. He's like the new young director yeah the hot new thing eh yeah. i hope he wins it'd be hilarious to hear the oscars and the best sound editing goes to junkie xl <laughs> um, all right guys before we set off i just want to give a shout out to ace 10 bomber on twitter he sent me over a finn funko pop wow. force awakens and he also sent out uh the luke skywalker Hot Wheels car Hot Wheels, as well. Awesome. Nice. So yeah, you fired them out out from out east. That's you knew so I was cool. missing them. And I was having a hard time finding Finn, yeah. and he got them. He sent them out for me. So I guess appreciate now that. You're finished. <laughs> yeah, Finn. Get it? Like Finn finished? <laughs> yes, I get it. Another <laughs> uh, head thing. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> uh, no, so it's going to be interesting. So we got the Oscars this weekend. Yes. Let's see who is the victor cool. and who's buying the beer. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, just want to say, you know, give a huge shout out to all our listeners. Just, I was amazed by how many listeners we actually got from our last episode. You guys have been awesome. Keep up the good work. You guys are crushing it. Um, really appreciate all the feedback on iTunes and stuff as well. Just can't say enough good things. You know, if I could give an Oscar to all you out there in podcast land, I would. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, we give an Oscar to a sweaty nerd for supporting us out there. Yeah. On, yes. On iTunes. That's right. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for uh, getting us over a thousand downloads. That's incredible. That's yeah. great. What, what are we going to do with a thousand downloads? What are we going to do to celebrate? We're going to give you episode 10. <laughs> <laughs> on time. On time. And yeah. over two hours long. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger, badder, and uncut. <laughs> All right, guys. It's, again, it's been a lot of fun. For the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Sanjay. I'm Troy. And thank you for entering the Nerd Room.
<laughs> Sounded more like a cat this time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Cat. We out. <laughs>